I can't remember if we did anything Christmassy last year or not. You guys did Love Actually, and I was mad. Oh, okay. so, yeah. That's Why were you mad? Because we talked about it um, when we did Die Hard, and I was like, if you guys ever do Love Actually, you have to invite me back. And you guys oh. were both like, yeah, absolutely. And then you didn't. So Sorry. If, if you want, at, at the beginning of this podcast, you can just get out all your Love Actually takes. Yes. <laughs> She's like, actually, all right. <laughs> and so, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> How that would be so pathetic if I had like notes prepared <laughs> for love, actually. That'd actually be awesome. <laughs> I, got a lot of, I, I got a lot of grievances of you guys. Here's my festivist hot takes. <laughs> Where do you stand on Andrew Lincoln in that movie? Um, I see, I don't have a lot of hot takes because <laughs> that I was like, 15 when that movie came out and mm-hmm. it was just like i just really enjoy it for the nostalgia if i actually i'm actually kind of glad i didn't podcast about it with you guys because if i'd had to take any kind of like critical look at it i probably wouldn't like it anymore so yeah i mean i think there's been like a re-examination where like probably the first time people saw it that was considered like super romantic and now it's like ew also yeah, no, you, you shouldn't take too close of a look at certain things you were two years younger than Kira knightley when she made the movie oh no that can't be true yeah yeah gross you gotta bring us down like that (laughs) (laughs) ruined it but anyways and you're welcome (laughs) uh well i am caffeinated and ready when you guys are i'm not caffeinated but i do have beer well it's Seven o'clock where you are, right? Sure. It's nine yeah. o'clock, and I'm old, and I know I'm I'm younger than both of you, but I have kids, so <laughs> I go to sleep a lot earlier. So I need caffeine. All right. Well, uh, are we ready to begin? Hello, I'm James Taylor. And I'm Marco Sparks. And I'm Raquel Miranda Henson Capacaccia. <laughs> Too many last names. Thank you for joining us, Raquel. Uh, avid listeners may remember you from our Die Hard podcast a couple of years ago. And Breaking Dawn Part 2. That's right. Yeah, that one. I remember that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably tried to block it out. <laughs> Those are fairly close together, if I recall. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, cause, uh, Crystal did Breaking Dawn part one. Mm-hmm. I did the one that, like the next week and then a, probably a handful of weeks later, I did die hard with you guys. And then you guys went on your own podcast and made fun of us. I recall. <laughs> did we? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I mean, there's some minor shade. That's fine. All in good. That's fun. cool. Yeah. That makes sense. You can make fun of us to our faces here. Sort of. Uh, I think I don't. I mean, I can't. I can't speak for Crystal, but uh, I think it's it's it was all in good good mm-hmm. nature. So, I actually just listened to her latest podcast with you guys when um, she was on here for uh, "To All the Boys I Loved Before," and um, that was a really good one too. We can only hope to match it with this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we are going to be doing Batman Returns. 1992 movie, I believe. Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton, Tim Burton, etc. Before we get into that, though, we normally talk about what we're uh, kind of watching, listening, and reading. Uh, Raquel, would you like to go first? What are you watching these days? 
Um, let's see. I just finished um, The Bodyguard on Netflix, the um, mm. Rob Stark. How did um, you, you like that? I really liked it. Um, I, I don't think there should necessarily be a season two. Like, I feel like it's just going to, like, they should leave it as it is. It's only six episodes, very intense. Um, I really liked it, but um, I thought it was a good um I thought it was a good, like, I was very tense the entire time and very panicked about everything. Um, and they held the tension really, really well. Um, but cool. I don't think they should do any more. And, uh, and then I'm also, I'm rewatching a series of unfortunate events with my daughter because the third season comes out on Netflix in January. Hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Marco, how about you? Did you watch Bodyguard, James? I watched the pilot and I enjoyed it, but there was something about it that I was like, what if I just didn't watch anymore? Cause it just, I don't know. It felt like, like just a lot of bad stuff was going to happen. And I don't know. It, it was such true. a tight pilot that I was just like, that was nice. Maybe also I'll just the first 20 minutes. Yeah. I was so glad that in the second half of the episode, my asshole got to declench <laughs> and then it just reclenched so much tighter. That's the whole series. I'm like, that's the awesome. Whole thing. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what is the equivalent of a home secretary? What is that, like an attorney general or something? Secretary of state. Okay. Uh, British politics. Yeah. So all is confusing to me. Seriously. <laughs> I remember Marco. What was that movie you tried to make me watch? Like In the Cut, was it? or? Um, oh, yeah. It was like I the, the British version it. of Veep, basically. And I was like, I had no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Well, In the Cut is the... I can't remember the show that it's that it's based on, but like... That show, it's like fuck it. You don't even know what's going on with their their fucking circus of a government. But like in the cut, it's pretty fucking straightforward as far as the politics. And I appreciated that. That and Peter Capaldi, like fuck starting everyone's brain with his words. Um, yeah, like they can do like votes of no confidence and shit just randomly. Like I don't know. Teresa May looks like Mr. Bean, and I don't know. I hope Rod right. Stark. What are you guy. watching? Uh, I'm watching Travelers on Netflix. Uh, it's a weird Canadian sci-fi show that I somehow came across and enjoyed, and the new season just came out. Is there time travel? So it's a time travel show, okay. uh, and I love checking in with literally every fucking Canadian actor or cast off from like the Sci-Fi Channel's original series that I've ever heard of. So yeah, that's that, the nerdy part of me. Is that Ryan Robbins guy in it? No, Ryan Robbins. He got the memo. They got mm. the memo, and they've kept him out so far. Okay. You you would like the show in the sense that it's like contemporary continuum, I guess, a little bit. They need Carlos. That's what they need. <laughs> the yeah, almost Superman guy. Almost Superman guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna cheat a little bit because I haven't really been watching TV, but I did a couple weeks ago go see the favorite in the th- in the cinema, uh, which I really like. So I just want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Emma Stone, Olivia Coleman, Rachel Vice. Uh, it's really good. It's really funny. That kind of particular era of like Baroque England and Europe is kind of my jam. So it was, uh, I'd, I'd read books where it kind of uh, had that droll sense of humor, but it was really neat to actually see it performed on screen. It was perfect. Mm. I, I really like that cast. So I might, I, I never go see movies in the theater anymore unless they um, are like literal Marvel movies. Cause <laughs> that's what my kid wants to go see. So but I might sneak out. I'm on winter break, so. Yeah, maybe not a kid's movie. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't going to take the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go solo on that one. 
So <laughs> it's very funny. Play, play your uh, play your, your Nintendo while you mm-hmm. while my mommy enjoys her movie. <laughs> I mean, I used to let them listen to this podcast when they were like really little and then they started repeating the curse words and so I had to stop that I was like just driving they weren't really paying attention and then they started listening so well, can't shit. take them to do anything what, what what was the particular bits that like they would repeat was it just like are you blaming us just for like fucks no um uh she just like she literally told her father my it was my daughter my son knows not to do that but my daughter was like uh, said something like mind fuck or something like that. And then she, and he was like, where'd you learn that? And she goes, mommy's podcast. And like, you guys were the only one that I listened to in the car. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mind so. fucking kids brains. <laughs> nice. It was something like that. I don't know. It was something that she specifically attributed to, to one of you. So. It must've been talking about like the prestige or some Christian. Yeah. <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> Uh, I can only then Aria mind fucks everyone's <laughs> brain with some Ezra stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's totally possible. Huh. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Well, uh, what are you listening to right now, Raquel? Uh, I so I run like marathons, so my running playlist is mostly what I listen to, and it's super embarrassing. Like all the good music doesn't necessarily have a good beat, um, and then my. Uh, my older kid, my fifth grader, he's um, super into Panic at the Disco right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we listen to a lot of that. But I was like really into My Chemical Romance and stuff in high school. So I'm actually kind of proud. But they have a song on the radio again. So anyways, mm. really embarrassing music, basically. Champagne for my real friends and real pain for my champagne. There you go. Champagne. Thank you. Yep. I tried to pretend I was one of you young and <laughs> Uh, what about you Marco what are you listening to um in the sense that I've been listening to like one artist consecutively I went back to a band called uh Wolf Alice just randomly um whatever it's my kind of music I enjoyed it Wolf Alice what kind of music is that um alternative rock I don't know I don't don't know what you really call anything anymore Hmm. so I think they're British I think they're a wee bit British yeah, just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. Uh, what about you, James? Wow, such a sigh. Um, nothing particularly interesting. Just the, a lot of the same albums I've been listening to this past year. A little bit of that uh, weird cover that uh, I made you listen to of uh, the man who sold the world. A little bit of aha take on. How me. often did you make me listen to that on that trip? Maybe not that often. Maybe ten times. <laughs> Cool. Ten times. How, how many times? We did a lot of driving to to uh, hug and kiss him. A good a goodly amount of times. I don't know. I still I need to go like discover another new album for this year because right now my my year you know interview list is pretty slim. But, mm, plenty of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to do that today, and I forgot to bring my AirPods to the Starbucks, and I just had to sit there and listen to the piped in music like a savage. Hmm. I used to work at Starbucks, so I actually feel oh. really bad for you. I mean, it's, it's Christmas music, so it wasn't horrible. I'm not one of those people who hates Christmas music or anything, as long as it's not like the super obnoxious cuts. But, um, yeah. Like what? What's your most obnoxious cut? Um, Usually some sort of like modern rendition of a classic song that's done in an annoying way, I guess. Where it's like, hmm. 
they're just kind of butchering the song by not doing it the traditional way like that that tends to bother me or like they're doing some sort of weird like jazzy version of it or like a lounge (laughs) version or something like that you know it's just like just just do the song Mm. So are you pro the Michael Bublé Christmas albums or no? I'm, I'm anti-Michael Bublé everything. <laughs> all Wasn't of he the like one who changed jazzy. it to like Santa Buddy or something like that? <laughs> I, think that was, I think that was him because he didn't want to say Santa Baby. Ugh. Oh, God. I did not know that was a thing and I could have gone my whole life without knowing about that. I could uh, Michael Bublé. <laughs> You know where I stand on Michael Bublé? On his neck like a lion. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. This well, is off to a great start. Always. <laughs> well, what are you uh, reading right now, Raquel? Um, I just finished up Nine Perfect Strangers, which is... Um, Leah Moriarty? Yes, and she wrote Big Little Lies, which is what most people know about. Um, and actually this morning I started the book um, to all the boys I've loved before because I found out recently that Netflix greenlit the sequel and I want to read the books before the next one comes out. So, But I'm only like four pages into it. I wonder if mm-hmm. that means Janelle Parrish will be in the sequel. Yeah, sure. Sure, maybe. She, I don't know, sure. cameo. Is, the, is her character in the second book? I had no idea. Let's say yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would be really handy if one of us had read that book. <laughs> I read uh, like half of it, I think. Yeah. And then I, I watched the saying? movie and it was just like, eh, okay. But yeah, Marco, what are you reading? Uh, I just finished a book called Department of Speculation by Jenny Ophill, which uh, had one of those stupid, simple lines that I really love, which is... Uh, the invention of the ship was also the invention of the shipwreck. Um, <laughs> I just love that. That's my 2018. Hello. Um, but uh, I'm about to start uh, Circe by Madeline Miller. I feel like I'm months late to that party, but I, I like to party. So, Is it about Circe Lannister? <laughs> um, if that's the way that will get you to read it, <laughs> sure. <laughs> just curious. What, what if it was like Circe fanfic? Would you <laughs> Would you show up for that? I mean, I think I've already made my uh, thoughts on that clear. It had to be a big, epic, sprawling tale. And I was just going to read some random fanfic. You're just like, I need to edge for 3,000 pages. Mm-hmm. Or I don't show up. I just like that it's like, I'm not going to read any lowbrow fanfic. It has to be like of a high caliber. If they're not, if they're fucking anywhere before page like 500, no. I just need yeah. a commitment to a sprawling narrative. That's all. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta romance me. You gotta seduce me into this fanfic. Mm-hmm. Cool. What about you? Well, I know there's a new chapter of my Raylo fanfic, but I've been holding off reading it. Um, <laughs> I this is like I don't know a minor cheat, I guess, but I just is it better when you wait. Yeah, I just <laughs> downloaded their Apple's giving away free audiobooks of some certain classics. Uh, oh. One of which is Pride and Prejudice, read by Kate Beckinsale. Uh, cool. So I'll be starting that. I'm going to be doing a lot of driving in the next week. So I'll have a time to listen to that. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think there's like Winnie the Pooh and Frankenstein. Maybe there's a couple other interesting ones. There's like six that you can get for free. So are they all read by like famous people? I think so. Yeah. As far as I recall, they're all kind of <laughs> well-known actors and performers. Tom Hiddleston reading Winnie the Pooh. I think Winnie the Pooh Fuck has yes. like a whole all-star cast, if I'm not mistaken. 
It's like almost a production. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston and Benedict Cumberbatch being like, get your fat ass in there, you fat bear. <laughs> I don't know whose accent that was. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm, I'm I don't know champagne. what accent that was. <laughs> it was like maybe trying to be British, but it certainly wasn't any of the two actors that I was making fun of. I'm going to go whip myself. Um, cool. That sounds fun. Pride and Prejudice. Jane yeah, Austen. I've never Rock. actually read yeah. it before, so it'll be interesting. Nice. Oh, it's, it's, well, I feel like every girl in my age group is like gasping and being like, oh, you should definitely read it, but you should definitely read it. I've been meaning to for a long time. That's a, that's a good poll. If you're in Raquel's age group, are you gasping that he hasn't read that? Tweet at us. I think whatever English class I had that I was supposed to read it in, I don't know if that was been junior or senior year. I know my junior year, our teacher was like, like a hipster English teacher. So he had us mostly oh God, reading goodness. like August Wilson plays, which not that there's anything wrong with that, but like I feel like there were certain classics we didn't read because of that. That you just skipped. Yeah. I junior year in high school was when I took Brit Lit. Mm. So and that's when I read that book. So your high school had a solely Brit Lit class? Uh huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Ours did, I'm pretty sure. I think twelfth grade is English literature for us. Or you you didn't go there twelfth grade, so no, sorry. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Is this where okay. we find out that Marco was a high school dropout? Or- yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> why so I'm so stupid. <laughs> In case you were wondering, we've listened to this podcast for years. That's why. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, okay. Are we in the right place for this movie now? <laughs> I yeah, think so. so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Who wants to go first on their opening statement for Batman Returns? Uh, Raquel. Okay. <laughs> um. So, I I actually suggested this movie. Um. Oh yes. And- thank you for suggesting it, and thank you, James, for suggesting that we have Raquel back. That was a great idea. G- good ideas all around. Um, I, mean, I think it was I- Raquel's idea, but yeah. <laughs> thank you. I I think I suggested the movie, and then very subtly was like, and I would be happy to talk about it, but. Um, but anyways, I hadn't seen this movie in like 20 years. And so I had forgotten how completely bonkers it was. Um, (laughs) but when the opening scene is Pee Wee Herman watching his baby eat a cat from the inside of a cage, and then they throw said baby into a sewer, you just kind of know that a movie has already lost its mind before it started. And, um, I saw an article yesterday, the Museum of Fine Arts was showing this movie, like, I guess for like a 30th anniversary. And I didn't read too much of the article because I didn't want to repeat somebody else's thoughts. But the description that they had um, in the subtitle was Burton's kinky costume psychodrama. Mm -hmm. And I just really think that's all that needs to be said about this movie. All right. Yeah. Shall I go first or do you want to go, Marco? Oh, I'll go. I'm going to talk for a while. So, Mm -hmm. uh, man, right off the bat, this is a psychosexual freak out. And... Um, I started writing my opening like halfway in the movie and I was like, oh, I love it. And then I got to the second half of the movie. Um, side note, I kind of wonder while we're watching parts of this, if like David Yates really wishes that he was like Tim Burton during this era. Like there's certain things. I don't know. Um, this is probably like the first time I interacted with a work of fiction in a way that could be called like shipping. Um, this was like my Raylo when I was mm. shit. How old was I? 11. <laughs> So I don't there's know if like the analogy real, quite fits, but sure. 
I don't care. Um, there was like a real <laughs> weird like uh, nostalgia vibe to how I've always remembered this movie. This may be the horniest movie we've ever covered on <laughs> Hand Cannon. Um, there's a lot of adult psychology grinding on some very juvenile sexuality, and it's like dripping out of the pores of this film. You can tell real quick it's not written by a woman, um, partially because of all the sexual innuendo, um, which is oof. And then the crazy, complicated female character who whose story is essentially she's all that meets the crow. Um, but the movie, it has its highs and lows. It's nuts. It's like style over substance. Um, fuck. Like I could go on forever. I mean, it's an interesting movie about like escaping repression and then like being caged. And there's, I just want to end like saying there's an actual line where a main character says, Batman knocked me off a building just when I was starting to feel good about myself. So I want to play an integral part in his degradation. Hmm. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I enjoy this movie, but it kind of falls off a cliff and is resuscitated by cats at a certain point. <laughs> Jimbo. All right. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I guess I have mixed feelings on this movie. Um, like Raquel, I'm pretty sure I hadn't watched this movie in like 20 years. Um, I really love the art direction and kind of the general German impressionism vibe of the whole movie. I think that part like totally holds up. I love Michelle Pfeiffer as Selena Kyle. I love yes. Christopher Walken as Max Shrek. Uh, on rewatch, though, I I found myself just really disliking the Penguin. He's just a mm. really displaceful, uh, distasteful, unpleasant character. Um, yeah, I liked his weird circus gang, but like him personally, I was just like, eh. Uh, also, it's mm. weird. Like Batman is barely in this movie, and when he is, he kind of sucks. Like he's not very effective. Um, I think I have Ke- a lot on that. <laughs> yeah, Keaton seems to be doing a much much better job of playing the the Bruce Wayne side of things, or at least his weird take on Bruce Wayne. Um, I'd mm-hmm. say I definitely I enjoyed the movie. Ultimately, it's how like horny and ludicrous it is, but you could definitely see like a little bit of that like '60s TV show Batman aesthetic like creeping in even before Schumacher took over. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's a weird movie overall. It's a weird movie. Yeah, it's fucking bonkers. Like. It's great, but it's, <laughs> there's like, I, and I say that unabashedly, but like, there's some fucking icky, icky parts. And it's not just oh, like the yeah. visual direction. It's not like, like Bern has a great quote about like, he knew that he pissed off McDonald's when like they winced as like the penguin was like throwing up like black green blood. And he's like, oh, maybe I've made a mistake. <laughs> like even before that, there's some just icky, disgusting parts, but it's also great. It just, I like, so I watched Batman and then I watched Batman Return because I like, I was like, I can't really remember, you know, if there's a continuation because I hadn't seen the movie in so long. And they don't seem like they've ever even like, like these movies haven't met. They haven't talked to each other. Like they, except for Vicky Vale. Yeah. But, that's, I mean, that's it. And it's, yeah, just, there's those I weird mean, references to Vicky Vale that almost seem out of place. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, and there's a couple like throwbacks to, you know, the, that the Joker might be back and all of that. But other than that, like, I mean, they just they were so completely different from almost every perspective. And this one is just where Burton, like, decided to lose his mind. You know, what's great, though. Not a fucking mention of Bruce Wayne's parents. Nope. I like, think not this is the only movie, mention. actually. Yeah. Yeah. The, no reenactment of them getting gunned. Oh, they're, they're too busy ex- obsessing over a different, you know, family psychodrama there. A different blue blooded. Yeah. yeah. Like, how often does Bruce talk about Vicki Vale to Alfred? <laughs> it it kind of stood out as just like, we need a couple lines in here to remind people this is a sequel type of thing, you know? 
I guess because I the I one just, where he's just like you love Vicky Vale into the Batcave. It's like that scene forced. Yeah, I just like does Bruce have a lot of pent up aggression about the Vicky Vale thing? He's just like waiting to dump on Alfred, and Alfred's like, "Please get it wet, sir. I'm tired <laughs> of you brooding around the house." All right, let's do our top moments. Does anyone have any honorable mentions? Uh, I do. I have two. I have three. How many do you have, Raquel? Just one. Okay. Well, Marco, <laughs> you go to first. Stick okay. To the rules. <laughs> <laughs> the rules. Um, the only rule is six. there are no rules. Yeah, cool. Um, my number six is just this utterly ridiculous moment. And if you don't, if you don't buy into this immediately, you just you're never gonna love this romance like I do. Bruce says, "Look, uh, you've got kind of a dark side, don't you?" And she's like, "No darker than yours, Bruce. They have met twice." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I dig it. I dig this. Yeah." All right. Uh, I guess I'll do my number two honorable mention now. Is just a uh, meow. Uh, after Catwoman shows up and everything blows up behind her, slow that moment. Can we get a? Can we get like an audio gift? You want to drop? Meow. <laughs> and engineer Mike, can we get? Uh, can we get that plane again? Yeah. Um, my number five is the actual Batman and Selena Kyle meet cute when he like shoots this grappling hook on the wall. It like misses the dude. The guy's like, ha you missed Batman like yanks out the wall, knocks this dude out. Like he's just sitting there like mugging to like impress this girl. And then she like kicks this guy's unconscious body to impress him back. And I was like, man, I love these creeps. Uh, I hope they settle down happily. All I'm right. very easy for this movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> if, you, if you're annoyed by me now, it's going to get worse. Mm. Oh, Raquel, what is your number one honorable mention? <clears throat> Uh, when Selena Kyle comes home and she goes, honey, I'm home. And then she's, oh, I forgot. I'm not married. Yeah. Just keeps going towards her cat. I just, I really enjoyed that just every time. The, who the fuck is the guy on the answering machine message? <laughs> let's, I don't care. How let's wait to get to is. that. Cause I have so many <laughs> things to talk about her, like apartment situation. Yeah. Yeah. Her actually just her answer, the, the messages that she gets from, that guy and her mother and all like that could that could be its own podcast honestly um, but oh boy. all right uh yeah. what is your number one marco uh yeah so my last honorable mention is <laughs> when they go on their date to stare awkwardly at his massive fireplace <laughs> she makes fun of him for being rich he makes fun of her for being a secretary <laughs> And she makes fun of herself for being a secretary. And then finally she's like, girlfriend? And he's like, sure. And then he realizes she's asking if he has one. And it's a whole fucking ridiculous thing where they're going into just like, oh, let me guess, you kept things from her? And he's like, no, told her everything. I mean, he's just like so weird and intense about it. Oh, God. Like these two tripping over their duality is it's great. It's catnip. Marco, you'll be happy to know I just had to stand up and walk away from the mic because I was coughing because something went right down the wrong wind pipe there when he said that. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Excellent. I mean, don't die, but good. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> meow. Number one honorable mention. See, now I feel like meow should be higher. Um, Just the opening raid by Penguin's like Red Triangle Gang, I think is what they're called. Like the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. Like, I just, I like the vibe. It's so weird. Like the weird... I mean, it almost seems more like a Joker thing because they're on like carnival gear, mm-hmm. but just with the snow and everything, like it just looked really cool. Yeah. 
Oh, again, kudos to this fucking Christmas movie coming out in June. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so weird. <laughs> I don't think I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> it came out in June. It came out in early June of like 1992. I mean, I noticed that because as a kid. Yeah, I noticed that shit. Um, I cool. think as a kid, I don't think I probably watched this till it came out on video around Christmas. So it didn't, I don't know, there wasn't yeah. as much of a weird disconnect for me. No, oh, this was a movie I had my mom take me to. And was she, like, so she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> God, I cannot imagine watching this movie. Like, I have a 10-year-old son, so like taking, I would never take him to see this I was, movie. I was not allowed to see the original Batman. I remember that for sure. I mean, I probably saw this movie around the same age, but like I didn't watch it with my parents, I don't think. And uh, this, I'm really this was, glad that. This would have normally been like that. Like, we're like the Showtime free weekend. Oh, you want to yes. know? You don't know how I watched the original Batman? How'd you watch it? It was Batman? like everyone had gone to bed, and my dad was still up, and he was going to watch Batman Here by himself. And so I just Ooh. like got up in my pajamas and snuck down the hall and just like leaned around the corner and watched behind him. He had no idea I was there. <laughs> just like watching over his shoulder. Yeah. It was fun. Huh. Yeah, I definitely watched it on like VHS because I was like three when it came out. So. <laughs> So when did you actually see it? Me? Oh, like, I don't I was probably like nine or ten. I had an older brother, so they let me watch it. This, it just, it falls into like this weird fucking category of movies that we all saw like around that age, which is like read like five years too young or five years too early for all of us. Like, I mean, I remember the first time I saw Color of Night. And I was like, this is erotic. And I was like, I should not be watching this. See, I and I don't, play. I definitely like rewatching it. I'm like, I did not get this. I did like, I don't think I got any of the really erotic stuff in this. Like, I didn't know that it was dirty or wrong or whatever. You know, I went yeah. to Catholic school. We didn't know about any of that. So no, but you just, you absorbed it through your skin. <laughs> I'm just speaking for myself. Oh. All right. Let's see. Where are we at? Am I next year? Number, so. number three, yeah. Um, I think it's you mentioned this a little bit. It's uh, Marco it's Bruce flirting with Selena the night after their first encounter is mm-hmm. Batman and Catwoman, where they're just like talking on the street. It's when he asks her out. She has these like insane like red bloodshot eyes, and she's just like super hot. I don't know that whole scene. I just I dug it. Oh shit! Like guys, I'm gonna try to keep it in check, but Michelle mm-hmm. Pfeiffer in this movie, fucked. I it took me three days to watch this <laughs> for reasons. <laughs> She's not broadcasting fuck eyes. She is broadcasting fuck lasers at him. <laughs> um, I don't know. I my, my God. Like, she could just level this whole city just with her gaze. She's so awesome. Uh, are we doing number three? Did you do number three, Raquel? No, not yet. All right. Please. Uh, the penguin lifting up the, the mayor's son through the sewer while he was, like, ascending on this yellow mechanical rubber ducky, like, coming mm-hmm. back into the light, like you know sewer penguin jesus i don't know it was it was completely <laughs> ridiculous but i really i really enjoyed it he, here's the downside to his whole redemption arc political run that dude has got a fucking stink oh, yeah that, like that, they're that. like oh you saved the baby god damn you read come on jesus you know every time i watch that scene i think like so he's rising up on his duck but then he somehow comes <laughs> out of a manhole like what is inside yeah, yeah. the duck is there another platform that then raises that is that is what Jimmy bothered me since I was a yeah. kid. 
Because they yeah, show the springs under the duck, but then mm-hmm. yeah, like his, his fucking seat or whatever rises up. Maybe that's who designed it, yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, seemingly all of this stuff is like because the zoo, like they lived in an abandoned zoo and whatnot, and so like it's all the like leftover like rides and shit from the from the abandoned zoo. But so like I don't know, I, they can't be they can't be like trapdoors and shit everywhere, <laughs> like. Well, <sighs> Like fucking Tim Burton, I can only imagine like this is back when Tim Burton I think was, I don't know, I don't want to say necessarily good, but I like, think he, it's fair to say that yeah, this is this good when he was like in his like I'm Tim Burton, I'm not doing like commercial weirdness that's lame, but like did he just like come home with his like little like rubbing hands together like ooh my two favorite things abandoned zoos and circuses yeah <laughs> <laughs> those are my aesthetics yeah and Helen Helena Bottom Carter was like yes go with that. Sounds oh, good. at the time, this is the Lisa Marie era. This think, is the right? Lisa Marie era, yeah. yeah. Oh, was it? Oh man, you and I are oh. nerds. You know, we like, should we remember. <laughs> we need to do Sleepy Hollow at some point. I was thinking while oh, watching this movie. That's the last good one, right? Um, yeah, I'm not sure if Big Fish is after that or not. I mean, that's a very different vibe, but I should know that. I live in Memphis, <laughs> like where Elvis is from, and Priscilla Presley went to my high school. So yeah, you should you should know this. this I should probably know all of my Presley trivia. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we both know that this is the least. <laughs> For some reason, I'm like very dialed into like who Tim Burton is currently a shack was up currently with. fucking. Yeah. <laughs> she would be in his I, movies a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the last, the last good thing that that uh, Johnny Depp ever did was that skit on the uh, back when Ricky Gervais was tolerable. And he did that show, and he's like, "I'm doing a movie for Tim Burton. Can you guess who my co-star is?" And they're like, "I don't know, Helena Bonham Carter." He's like, "How the hell did you guess that?" And it's like, "Okay, <laughs> fuck off, Johnny Depp." Yeah, um, off. yeah just fuck off, Johnny Depp. Hashtag. <laughs> uh, so I guess my number three is um, it's Raquel's moment. It's Selena's. No, I'm sorry, mine is Selena's transformation. It's the refrain. Of hi, honey, I'm home. She comes mm, back after she's uh, been thrown out yeah, of the window. Yeah. Yes. Um, all of my moments are Selena moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know why, what time of night it is, but her fucking mother has called again. <laughs> gets the ad for the Gotham Miss Lady perfume that will have your boss asking you to stay after work, but it's only at Shrek's apartment store, and she just flips the fuck out like the amount of stuffed animals were to believe have been shoved down that garbage disposal is intense she even starts like spray painting her dollhouse all black i mean she's a bad bitch now and then like cinema's first naughty cosplayer she just like rips apart this like vinyl jacket and like makes like a fetish villainous outfit um i i like like talk about the things like flying over your head i was just, like cool this checks out as like an 11 year old and now whatever age i am i'm like whoa Damn. You know, when oh. I was younger, I thought she already had the Catwoman outfit and she just like cut it up to make it more, I don't know, like hardcore or something. But now I think it's it's supposed to be like a raincoat or something. It's like a it's like a jacket, but like what yeah. do you what do you think that uh <laughs> Nikhil, my own manner executive assistant, was doing? I think it's the neon sign. Kid. I was like, Oh, she's already a little kinky, you know. I just wondered where she came up with the gloves because like the neon like like whatever it was the raincoat or whatever like did it have matching gloves and a matching hat like how did mm-hmm. how did all of those other extra pieces come how to did she be? make the ears they do yes. spend a lot of time on her making the costume in general though like more than most like, superhero three movies. weeks later costume yeah. form-fitting right. costume apparently like like michelle pfeiffer is like vacuum sealed inside this fucking thing 
Yeah, she went through something like 60 of them during yeah. the filming of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I read a lot of trivia about her uh, outfit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine a lot that. Of trivia. Uh, number two, just because I didn't want to do all Selena Kyle uh, top moments, uh, just <laughs> the thing where the penguin shoots his goon, where he's just like, isn't this a little much? And he just like shoots him. <laughs> I don't know why I've always liked that moment. <laughs> isn't this a little? No, it's a lot. <laughs> That's this movie. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like any good villain does like the henchman kill at some point, you know, just to show these, these truly yeah. evil. Make an example out of somebody. Well, I love that moment because it's not like he picks up like the like umbrella shotgun or whatever. It's just a fucking gun. <laughs> um, there is a glaring moment that is missing from this, but oh, I'm sorry. Raquel, is your number two? And that's my number two. Um, when Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle like figure when they're dancing at the masquerade ball, mm. and neither one of them is in a mask. Um, <laughs> because that is their mask. That is their I mask. I know. Yeah. I get. Yes, it's so heavy-handed. Definitely did um, not get that when I first watched. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that was my like galaxy brain moment when I did when I was like twelve. Like a year later, I was like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> They don't have to wear the mask now. But anyways, they're dancing and then they figure out each other's like secret identities. And Selena says, oh, does that mean we still have to have to start fighting? And, you know, Bruce is like, let's go outside. And uh, not even the first time she grabs his dick in this movie. Yeah, not even the first time. Three minutes earlier, she's just like, do you want to go fuck? We are in a department store. There is a mattress like 100 yards that away. Yeah. This is a movie for kids, too. <laughs> Um, oh well <laughs> on the surface I guess <laughs> that's what the money that was paid into it was for was for the kids and then Tim Burns like no I'm fucked up yeah um, my number two has to be Bruce and Max when they're like dick wagging each other in Max's office and then like Selena Kyle walks in and she is the hottest fucking nightmare of all time and they both have like their like cartoon tongues like rolling out of their mouth onto the floor and Max introduces them, and Bruce is like, yeah, we've met. And she's like, have we? And he's like, oh, you know what? I mistook me for someone else. Sorry. And she's like, you mean mistook me? And he's like, no, or something like that. Anyway, so she like they walk each other out, and he's like asking her out. And I'm tempted. I'm listed. I'm, oh, shit, leaving as the elevator doors close on him. And I just love the fucking weirdness of Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne, that he's like thwarted by an elevator perhaps like this man who puts on like leather and like beats up criminals for fun at night. Uh, I'm sorry. I love this. It's movie. a very specific, weird Bruce Wayne for sure. Yeah. He spends the majority of his Bruce Wayne time, just like introspectively reading or studying or brooding. I mean, he's mostly nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He barely, I mean, not in Batman, but in this, he like barely speaks, but I would actually argue that, Michael Keaton out of the not the Christian Bale and definitely not including all this Justice League bullshit that's been happening in the last couple of years. But in that original like 80s and 90s, like Michael Keaton is one of the better Bruce Wayne's like I, Val Kilmer. Eh. George Clooney, let's not talk about yeah, it. They but. were they were totally Kilmer and Clooney were just total, total bores as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So what's what's this Justice League you speak of? Has there been <laughs> a more recent Batman who plays him? <laughs> I don't want to talk about Some it. Big meathead. <laughs> let me derail this before i do my number one i'm just curious um as far as like alfred's go like who's your best alfred Mm -hmm. 
I feel like Michael Caine, it's unfair because Michael Caine is the Alfred who like, actually gets things to do. I kind of like um, the Alfred and who is in this movie, in this movie, not so much in the next two because those are weird. Um, He's, it's the same Alfred. It's the same Alfred, but like it's it's I don't know it's not as I don't know it's different for me like it's weird I don't know like when he's like bedridden for the Leisure Silverstone one mm-hmm. it's I don't know it's just very strange I I kind of like how little he's in this and how he's used in this one um, but Michael Caine is Michael Caine you know I won't bury another Batman um, I, I don't know not Jeremy Irons I don't think. <laughs> I didn't hate Jeremy uh-huh. Irons as far as you know the things to hate from those movies, but I I kept waiting for him to like flip out and like flip a chair and like fuck off, you know, or something like f- just freak out on people, and he never did. Jeremy Irons is just like way too young to me to be Alfred and to like pull it off. I didn't. I felt like he really just did not fit that role. Like not that he was bad at it or anything. It just didn't seem like the right role for him if he was going to be in those movies. And I also felt like he was too good of an actor to be in any of those movies. But um, I think Michael Caine for me is, has got to be the best Alfred just because the current one who's, I can't remember the actor's name is so, so old. Yeah. I mean, like as far as like the objectionable parts of those Batman and justice league movies, the the Jeremy Irons Batman is way down on the list, but yeah. I got to give it to Michael Caine. Um, I don't know, just for the uh, his like weird like we're not wishing Boma, you know, like his weird like stories mm-hmm. that he tell. Where, where Bruce Wayne is never like, what the fuck are you talking about? So men just yeah, and he has like the best mo- yeah. line out of that whole movie. The yeah, some just want to like the, uh, watch the, the iconic the line. Yeah, the whole the dude's franchise shitting out memes. Yeah, yeah, this dude's <laughs> not shitting out memes. Um, he's just trying to stay alive. Hunting bandits. Yeah, and grocery yeah. shopping. <laughs> Okay, number one. All right, uh, where are we at here? My number one moment, uh, just when Catwoman kills Shrek, and just like the build up to it, I love her. Like you know, all like four or five still alive, like where she's counting down her lives and whatnot. It's just completely insanity. Her hair mm-hmm. is kind of like half coming out of the costume and everything. It's great. Yeah, it's good. and then then just when you see what happened, to, like when Batman like pulls. Like the you know the, the rebel off, and yeah. Tr- yeah. That was a classic. Like that was very eighties. Like you know, just like crazy burned body with, body with like the yeah. bugged out eyes. He's like something in the Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His hair is completely intact, though. Just yeah. like yeah. charred, charred body, eyes, and then the hair. That hair is impervious. That fucking weird hair. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's your number one, Raquel? Uh, when the penguin walks into um like Catwoman is on the bed and he says just the pussy I was looking for. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that was just to me. I was like, I definitely did not understand that as a child at all. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. This didn't get an R rating. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's I, like, to me, I was like, this is, there's a lot of humor in this that is in like a Deadpool type movie now. Ooh. And oh, they don't, have, don't ruin this for me. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> Just from like a language perspective and they, but that, that has like an R rating. Like that is the one superhero movie that I've looked at my kid and been like, no, like you cannot go see this movie. Um, and, uh, and you would think that, you know, this would have had, uh, an R rating, but it, it somehow did not. So, uh, so question about that scene, is the penguin a virgin? I have a lot of questions about that. I don't like the thing um, about that's that. That's a lot of lube for yeah. like a guy. I don't think he's, first of all, he is 
fully planning and hoping and desiring and expecting to sexually assault this vinyl clad woman who's uh, amazing right there in that bed. His weird gang is across the room just intently watching all of this. But there's like so many times that he wants to do something to any woman like right before this scene he was pinning a, a pin on a woman and was like oh politics is great you get to grope all these women it's amazing and yeah so, he's like I mean, a total just, gross horn dog uh, yeah is it he, terrible that i like i condemn that moment but i love when he bites a dude in the nose i mean yeah that's fine <laughs> but like you know i just in general maybe try to fuck not in the same room as vincent schiavelli that's just my I'll oh, see. I had the exact opposite role, but sure. Yeah. You want to fucking fun of <laughs> Are you hoping like you'll look over and he'll just be like nodding in approval, like or you got it, son? Grinding an organ, yeah. It's just like, don't get cocky, kid. <laughs> uh, my number one is it my turn. My number one yes. is just both iterations of mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it, but a kiss can be deadlier if, if you, you mean, mean it. it. Both of those versions, when they're just dry humping in leather and vinyl on that roof, and then when they're under the the thing at the dance, uh, I don't have words. It's great. I love it. Does this mean we have to fight now? All right. Well, uh, any complaints? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I usually try to couch these as like overarching complaints rather than specific ones. Because um, we can get into general discussion, but any Raquel, any kind of overarching complaints from you? Okay, then then no. no? I have one very specific complaint. Okay. Nothing overarching. I have, I have an overarching. Go for it. It's Catwoman is really not super integral to the plot at all. Like she is just bashed around like a cat toy between all these fucking dudes, and I guess that's kind of the plot of the movie. Um, also on this rewatch, I was like, come on, Batman, you should be more broken up at the end of the movie that she's dead. Cause she's awesome. I mean, kudos for getting a pet cat and all, but you're never going to be a woman like that again. See, I think it's, I don't know, like she, cause she was so inconsequential it, you know, before she died and reincarnated as a cat and whatnot. But, um, I think it's actually kind of great how she like inserts herself. She's like, I will not be ignored. I will be part of this. Like, and she's not waiting for an invitation to the table. She's just going in and being like, I'm going to be part of this. I'm going to start blowing up buildings. I'm going to start, you know, joining up with the penguin and, you know, coming up with these plots to do derail Batman. Um, well, the thing is, is she, she's proactive. And then all of her ideas are co-opted by the penguin. Like, I think he's actually blowing shit up, like him and the poodle lady and the dog. And then, like, he's like, oh, thanks for everything. Oh, you're not going to fuck me? Here's, like, a weird neck choker, umbrella, helicopter, toodaloo. And it's the only way she finally, like, gets some hand is, like, by, like, making out to death with Max Shrek. And then she's seemingly gone, you know, from this world and made me sad. Like, um, Seems like a great metaphor for being a woman so yeah yeah oh i think when when i watched it, it, it i was really is. i was really like the bruce max shrek uh catwoman stuff was so much more interesting to me that to me mm-hmm. it was like I, even though he's like somewhat driving the plot all the penguin stuff i was just like uh let's get back yeah. to the the more compelling movie that's happening you know oh for sure yeah yeah, yeah. and it's this is uh one of the writers is uh, daniel waters from like heather's mean girls um vampire academy that criterion class. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple of overarching complaints. One would just be the penguin in general. I just found him like despicably gross and not in like an, an entertaining way, just in like a, an off putting way. Like 
everything about him, but his like weird like like they didn't have to make him such like a weird pervert, but they did anyway. You know, like he could have just been evil, but instead yeah. he was like a very specific kind of evil. And he's just gross to look at. Um, the whole plot where he's going to be mayor, it just it stretches credulity, you know. Mm. Um, and then my other kind of minor complaint, which just I feel like watching this now, the costume for Batman looks really dated. Um, I think the Catwoman costume looked fine, but Batman's costume, he looks so stiff in it. Uh, so can I make two notes about his costume? Sure. Because like, I was trying to absorb a lot of trivia about Catwoman's outfit, and I accidentally got a bunch of Batman's outfit. Mm-hmm. On the Tribune. Um, one, yeah, on the Tribune. One, this is the first Bat suit to feature a zipper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was part of like his deal, like Michael Keaton's deal. Secondly, he's not wearing boots. He's wearing Air Jordans. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so 90s. <laughs> my uh, my kid came out while I was watching this, and he was like, he's got the rubbery kind of suit and mask. And I was like, oh, yeah, you were born in 2008, so you don't uh, you don't remember any of this stuff. And he just, he, I mean, it was just funny that he, like, immediately his only comment was how dated this yeah. looked to him. Like, have there just been, like, advances in textiles or something since then? Or I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, counterpoint, like, because... I grew up with this movie. I fucking love this outfit. Like it's better than the first movie. It works better for me than like the Val Kilmer, George Clooney one. And like the most uncomfortable Batman's ever looked is like the first Christian Bale movie. Like, I don't know, man. I thought he was everything else. I thought he was worse than this personally. Mm. That's, I mean, that's totally cool. I was just like, wow. Let's just all badass. Just let's all be thankful that there's no nipples on the bat suit. Like, (laughs) yeah, Seriously. Uh, I, just, what, I wanted I wanted like a documentary on all the people's like faces as Joel Schumacher was like, I gotta have nipples. And they're just like yeah. I just I think about like on a uh, you're on a movie set and you're like, okay, this 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 passes through like layers of, of people and I don't know, it just it somehow made it to the screen and I don't I really don't understand how that happened. Like the uh the fucking like the the montage of like them getting dressed in the Schumacher ones, it's like crotch shot, like nipple stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's shot. all like it's all the always the ass shot. Yeah, I remember that. Well, you know, this this movie is like right before that era of superhero movies where like they didn't really get their full costume till the very end of the movie kind of thing. Like, I, I don't know. Have you seen the trailers for Aquaman where like there's one shot of him where he's in the full Aquaman outfit? And I, like, I totally predict that that's yeah. the very end of the movie because that's exactly what Warner Brothers would do. You know, it's like they're still doing it. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, like the George Clooney one, I remember it was just like. I need to get my next action figure outfit at the very end of the movie to go rescue my like, boyfriend and my girlfriend. Um, yeah. yeah. This movie's nuts. I love it. All right. Let's move into general discussion. Uh, we don't have to do a full recap or anything, but um, yeah, Paul Rubens and his co-star from Pee Wee's Big Adventure are the mother and father of Oswald Kalvavat. So was, this, is, this is definitely after he was jerking it in public, right? I don't think so. I don't remember when exactly no, that was. I feel like I, I like I remember that. So I feel like that was like mid to late nineties. Hmm. I could be wrong. But uh, yeah. I'll Peace. Google it while you guys talk. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's very weird to me. Just like in general, the penguin has to have like a silver spoon freak Moses origin story. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, Are there better ways to dispose with a baby that you don't want? I don't know. Especially if you're rich, you got a guy on speed dial. Yeah, do you, you have, have to a guy do it who yourself? Knows how to dispose of the babies. Well, also like they're rich. They pro- like what was the decision to not go to a hospital to have the baby? Like, why did they have to have it in their creepy mansion? So you can kill the doctor afterwards much easier. Mm-hmm. I oh, guess. So actually, this was a year before or a year after, I should say, his uh, yeah. arrest. Oh. Interesting. I don't remember reading any kind of controversy about him appearing in this movie, but whatever. Oh, I remember it. I remember you do? It. Okay. It was, well, like Tim Burton was like his friend, and this was like part of his like rehab. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, buddy. I'm going to low-key sneak you into Batman Returns. We're going to rehab your image. <laughs> You're going to kill your child. I definitely I didn't recognize him until I looked at IMDb afterwards. Hmm. Oh, see, I watched it on um on Prime, like on my rewatch, and oh, okay. you know they do that thing where they like pop up all the people that are on the screen, oh, you know, weird. and yeah, if you watch anything on Prime, that's and so like it like popped up and it was like Pee Wee Herman. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> but. yeah, that's a good question. How did you watch this, James? Uh, I uh, watched it from a copy that fell off the back of a truck. On my, cool. on my Apple TV. I I watched this via Apple Movies because I apparently had bought it mm. many years ago. <laughs> Thank you, Cloud. Um, so penguins raise yeah. Oswald Cobblepot. Like, did he lose his virginity to a penguin? I think it's entirely uh, possible. I don't want to think mm. about him sexually, personally. Too bad. I mean, he has uh, weird also, henchmen, so, um, you know. He's just fucking the whole circus? Well, th- he's in like that I mean, like later when Bruce is doing all of his research and shit that he's like, they were in some sort of like circus troupe that performed and there were, you know, like the poodle lady and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that's like how he got all those henchmen. So she's not presumably him. he could have fucked one of yeah. them and, and then murdered her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not. She's not fucked. The poodle lady's not fucking the penguin. I love that she shows up as the announcer, like the monotone announcer. <laughs> Two minutes to target. Um, also, the sewers of Gotham are ambitious as fuck. They are <laughs> massive. So, you know, I was thinking about this while I was watching it. Would it, I mean, I, there's probably like market research that says not to do this, but wouldn't it be more interesting if they did like a reboot of the DC movie universe where it was all like period? It was all like some sort of indeterminate, like post World War One type of, you know, uh, setting. Because I feel like it just, it works better this kind of old fashioned era. Yeah, I, I mean, like the the Nolan, you know, uh, Batman trilogy where it has like they're set in like Chicago and whatnot, mm-hmm. and it looks super super modern and all that. Like that's fine, and and it worked for those movies. But this like these weird fucking enormous statues mm-hmm. and the I mean all of the architecture in this movie and in the the uh, the previous one is just so much more interesting to look at. And the I mean Gotham feels like another city. Like it actually feels. Like, like a comic it does in the comics, yeah, yeah. like like in the comics. So. You got newspaper got boys, and yeah. I mean, they they light the giant city's Christmas tree in between two statues of of two guys like cranking it. I don't yeah. know what's going on with these statues, but <laughs> it's something. It made me the, think of the scene in uh in Batman and Robin where the there because there's another giant statue where they're like uh Batman and Robin are like chasing Mr. Freeze down the arm mm, of a gigantic mm-hmm. statue and I'm like so as the movies got on they just got bigger like they just kept going but well like there's a there's a bit where like Max Shrek like falls down the sewer grate and it's like there's just a weird fucking ominous face 
carved into the side of a wall yeah. in this, this nondescript alleyway because fucking of course there is in Gotham City. It's like a German paradise of m- melancholy. Um, yeah, I mean, but like uh, Nolan's look, his world, his movies really fit that like post 9-11 complicated fucked up world like Obama inherited. And I kind of wonder like are the new Batman, Justice League, DC Universe, is this the perfectly stupid punch yourself in the face like Trump era movies? Where it's like, this is fucking dumb, and who cares? They're definitely fucking, dumb. They're definitely dumb. Aquaman. <laughs> I feel like we should mention Danny Elfman's score here. I think this is definitely his best work. The oh, yeah. Batman theme. And this is like, again, this is like everyone's like chief complaints about the Marvel movies. It's like, where's the fucking score? Like, where's the fucking like themes? And they have some, but not uh, many, yeah. But like not like this, like this Danny Elfman score, like you can you can get off of this. This is this is intense. This is like big music too, like big like everyone come in the theater, find your fucking seat, shut the fuck up, shut your kids up, like get your seat. Like we're gonna play the music. Well, it's for, got a credit like, sequence, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna play the music yeah. for ten minutes, you know. Um, but it's like you know, I, I I'm with James. The you're like watching this like Moses basket of the penguin baby mm-hmm. like go through and it's I mean the it's building and you're like oh some shit is about to go down and then you know you see like modern day Gotham um or you know 30 years ago Gotham at this yeah. point uh, <laughs> yeah 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 well it's and, like modern uh, but it still looks like it's it could be the 1940s with just some weird anachronistic technology. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. have no idea what it's, is this the, is this the forties? Is this the future? We don't know. You know. Well, then like the cartoon of the nineties was smart because they just kind of continued this ambiguous vein. Like everyone drove like old cars, but they had like car mm-hmm. phones and video phones that, and shit. That's why I feel like DC should just go full stylized. Like don't stop trying to make it totally modern. Like all your heroes are from that era. Just embrace it. But, that's, yeah, that's a free one, DC. Um, I really love the weird. It's kind of a Felix the Cat logo, but not like. I guess it's like the Shrek logo. Like it's so yeah. weird. The Shrek's logo, yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. The the one cat thing outside the department store, where it's a rotating cat head that's also a clock mm-hmm. with no numbers on it. So it's like I don't know what time it is, but it's it's not good. <laughs> it's not a good time. Are you saying you can't tell time on a clock that doesn't have numbers on it? Uh, if it's a rotating Cheshire cat smile, <laughs> I don't know. It feels like a like a like a real like dreaded <laughs> moment. Um. So anyway, so Alfred shows up in this movie. Like he's buying a shit ton of presents. I think you see more for... Alfred than Batman in like the first twenty minutes of this movie. Oh, you don't. I can't. I can't. You don't see Batman for ten minutes. That's uh, wild. No, actually, thirteen minutes. <laughs> so you don't see you don't see Bruce Wayne for ten minutes. Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, the, it's 13, you're 13 minutes in when, when the, like the bat signal happens and you see Bruce Wayne and he's like moping by the fire, like hoping for crime. That is he correct. clearly has no guests over because like they just shoot giant bat signal. <laughs> into his room. It's subtle. <laughs> like, does he mope that hard? He's like, fuck, I need an alarm to tell me. I really um, like the whole Tim Burton aesthetic, like plus like snow and Christmas stuff. Like it just, it really works for me. I mean, I think that that's why, like, I know I, I know that I just found out like 20 minutes ago that this movie came out in June, but it, no matter when it was released, like, I feel like Christmas, like, really, really, really fits with this because, I mean, like, it's this, like, happy, cheerful thing and you have the Max Shrek character, like, pretending to be this, like, great magnanimous guy and then it's just all of this 
like he's just murdering people left and right <laughs> and trying to build like chemical power plants that are going to kill everybody. And you know, all that. I, I, the juxtaposition really, really works for this movie. Also, Max Shrek has a real taste for iconography. First of all, his fucking weirdo suits, like Gotham looks like a neo dystopia. And like, you know, like you said, James, he's just into cute kitty cats. Like he's just like that's my yeah like brand. that's his logo it's it's bizarre it is weird like I think this is probably one of the few comic book movies that was like more likely to earn the R for like horniness than violence like <laughs> even when the the Red Triangle Gang attacks it feels kind of oddly sanitized like the organ grinder starts like shooting a Gatling gun but everyone just kind of ducks you know like it's well, like it feels kind of tame like it's like all these people are just being kind of embarrassed. And, you know, like all these rich people that are gathered around, they're being like hassled and harassed and embarrassed, but they're not just straight up being murdered. It doesn't seem like. Like when Batman does like the visioning technology in his Batarang where like he can like program it yeah. and like oh hit my these God. people. Like that's for an 11 year old, that's half really, really cool and half really, really stupid. And then like, yeah, let's get back to the horniness. I would love it if it was just like rated R for strong language, violence and horniness. <laughs> But I mean, oh. the is subtle. Max Shrek is named after the guy who played Nosferatu. I mean, it's like Tim Burton. Tim Burton is just getting off behind the camera of this movie. I just, I, I, I don't know if either one of you saw this on Twitter, but like, I completely forgot that Christopher Walken was in this movie at all <laughs> about Max Shrek's character. Can I, can like, I ask you a question? Yes. I, I don't mean to interject, but like, I need to, I need to know the real answer here. <laughs> can Max Shrek get it? Oh God, no, Mm-mm. no. <laughs> James, can Max Shrek get it? No. Okay. No, I think one of the weird things about watching these old movies from the eighties and nineties is that there's like this ar- caricature, like archetype of the evil, like Wall Street businessman, and they're definitely yes. drawing him like uh, inspiration from a certain just fuckstick who currently occupies the White House, <laughs> and it's so weird to be like, and that guy became fucking president. It's so fucking bizarre. Like what world are we living in right now? The hair was definitely an inspiration. Um, His yeah, son, I, by the way, Butterfingers oh here from God. Hudson Hawk. If you remember that movie, <laughs> yes, he's also Leatherface. Um, this is like if Don and Don Junior and Eric combined into one person, yeah. their chip. I'm sorry, Rick, I cut you off. What were you saying about Max? Uh, just, I, like, I just forgot that he existed and like he, when he came on, like we went into like, I don't know, the head of the cat or whatever, whatever room that like (laughs) meeting is taking place in. I, he like came on screen and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, how do I not, how have I blocked this out in this entire character, this entire, and, uh, my kid walked out. That was like when he came out and like watched like 20 minutes of this movie and he goes, huh. That kind of looks like the Grandmaster from Thor Ragnarok, and then like walk the fuck out. <laughs> just oh laughed. shit! <laughs> Twenty minutes. Like I had to pause the movie because I was laughing so hard. Um, Batman. Batman Returns again. It's like <laughs> uh, like Barry Shrek, played by Jeff Goldblum. Yes. He, he uh, does the move where he just starts like throwing random presents to the crowd. Like those might as well be paper towels. Oh my god. That's uh. I'm so I just I have like I have this in my notes. From when that happened, I'm Puerto Rican and I have absolutely had a flashback of Donald Trump throwing paper towels, like hurling them at the crowd when he went after Hurricane Maria. And I was like, what is happening? Like, how is Use your fucking paper towels. It really made me wonder, is there anything, is there anything in those presents or are they just like weird props that they put in front of the tree? Gift cards for extracts department yeah, they're just gift cards for his own store. Is what they are. Well, just but he's so he's so Christopher Walken again. Like when Selena's just like, 
I, I have a suggestion. He's like, ah, I'm afraid we haven't housebroken this guy yet. And like everyone's just like laughing at her. And I, I, oh, Michelle Pfeiffer, I wish you shot him all then. And then like, yeah, like, so like you're talking about like Chip. He is so fucking funny from the moment Chip walks in. It's just like, <laughs> dad, Mr. Mayor, I'm afraid it's time to go down and bring joy to the masses. Fucking like Ivan Drago's older brother just walks in like, ugh. and the port, the portrait. Like yes, yes, he's got the fucking weird. Portrait. That was very nineties. After we learned from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, like having a weird portrait of your son, of you and your son on the wall. That's where it's at. I, I imagine when Trump Foundation finally dissolves, we're going to get a shit ton of those. <laughs> those are being auctioned off to pay back the <laughs> for all the investigations. Well, they're worth a dollar. Um, and poor Selena, Selena is so goofy. She's just like she's beating herself up. Ever she's like, you stupid corn dog. <laughs> the uh the like motorcycle guys with the big skull helmet things those all freak me out as a yes. kid oh you have to just fucking adore like the anarchic pageantry of the red triangle circus game like I, this so, really seems more like the joker to me like the, the that's look the promise, like, yeah. I found again. well but uh, i think they like kind of you know hand wave that they're like the commissioner gordon like walks by and he's like He's like, oh, the, you know, the Joker might be back. I don't think he says exactly that, but he says something like, you know, that the circus people are, mm. are, you know, attached to the Joker. And he kind of like mentions that a couple of times until the penguin like actually appears. So I, what I love about this is like, you think about all the times that Batman's move is that he shows up on the roof of city hall at the bat signal. And like, he then disappears. Like, it's like, when is he going to pick his moment to like disappear in front of commissioner Gordon, you know? And, like, this is the one time where he doesn't give a fuck about Commissioner Gordon. Like, he's just like, Batman, we're so glad you showed up. And Batman's like, yeah, fuck off. Batman, I got shit to do. he's not exactly proactive. Like, I feel like in the Nolan movies, he would have been, like, perched on a rooftop somewhere, like, looking for crime. And here, he's just, like, chilling in his giant mansion <laughs> until he's like, oh, <laughs> shit, I guess I should Leather do tomes. something. <laughs> <laughs> he has a withdrawing room. Um... Also, he fucking murders people in this movie. Oh, he totally does. Yeah. yeah. He lights Murder. that one dude on fire. When he throws the bomb and the dude down the sewer, it's like, <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? He has oh, the little shit. things that come out and they like trip people, uh, like these like weird little extensions of the Batmobile. I feel like that's definitely like just snapping bones when he's like driving by at 60 miles an hour, like hitting people with those. Here's my favorite thing from the 60s cartoon in here. Anytime movies do it, it's like when there's like a cool device built into your hero's thing. That's clearly meant for only this moment. Yeah, yeah. Like no- it's like it will only apply to this adventure. Yeah, no other scenario would this be like, okay, we can just throw it away. Well, this- thing where it's like it lifts up and it just turns so the dumb. giant open <laughs> around in place. It's so stupid. Uh, I'm sure you guys recognize this immediately because I think you already made a reference to him. But um, I was pleasantly surprised to see the uh, see Jenny Calendar's gypsy uncle show up as the organ mm-hmm. grinder. Is she of Ellie? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. And I was like, uh, he looks R. familiar. Jenny and I, Calendar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or like, Yana. That was her gypsy name, Yana. Yeah. Well, break the tie. Would you fuck in a room with Vincent Chiavelli watching? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Okay, well, that's, um, well, I guess I'm just probably. the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's going to give me a thumbs up. Well, well, he's just, gonna, he's just grinding the organ. Like, like it, w- it would really depend on who. 
Not the penguin. That's a, that's a hard no. Um, some guys crank their hogs. Some guys just grind their organs. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, like, again, this is like fucking H.R. Geiger's Gotham City. I just can't get over the fucking... When Max is like, I'm running from this, like, public chaos. And he goes down this alleyway. And there's just a fucking massive stone face carved into this wall. What is this alleyway? Well, the fact that Batman just stops and stares at Selena Kyle for a while after he, like, saves her. Like, don't you have something else to be doing, Batman? He's just really uh, just walking around. That's, like, the, the most modern thing, I think, about Batman Forever was the idea that maybe, just maybe women, especially attractive women played by Australian actresses who are married to short, famous actors, might want to fuck the Batman. <laughs> like, it's simple. We fuck the Batman. But, like, her, like the whole, the ridiculous line that Val Coomer has, which I loved as a kid and I feel weird about myself now, it's just like, <laughs> it's the car, right? Chicks dig the car. I want to point out that at this point, like, when he, like, when Selena gets, like, accosted by the clown and Batman, like, jumps out of the Batmobile and saves her, he still has not spoken yet. <laughs> like, Batman no. or Bruce Wayne still has had said zero words at this point in the movie. Can we, can we just, again, talk about how fucking great she is? Like, that whole thing where she has, where it's just like, oh, he's gone. All too brief. Like, all the men in my life. Except for you. Except you need therapy. And she kicks him again and, like, steals his taser. And she's like, ooh. Um, gosh, she's so good in this movie. Oh, and then we get yeah. the kind of kidnapping slash recruitment scene with the penguin and Max Shrek, where it really seems like the penguin is easily manipulated. Like Max Shrek is just running circles around this guy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's like, Oh yeah, let's well, blackmail me. That's cool, man. I'm I'm totally chill. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen for you, man. We're gonna partner up, it's gonna be fine. Well, the, this like the the philosophy of the penguin, what you hide, I discover, what you put in your toilet, I place on my yeah. mantle. Like yeah. I get the metaphor guy, but Ew. It's a little too much like what you flush ends up down here. And it's like, eh, I don't want to think about well, that. He's just like, shit. That's my thing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> shit. I smell like shit. I eat shit. I look like shit. What do you want? I shit. So they make a mention of like Shrek has a whole bunch of like toxic sludge coming out of his clean textile plants. And I'm the geek who is like, oh, is that a reference to Jack Napier? Which I feel like you'll get Raquel because you watched the original one. I remember Thank Jack Napier. How dare you? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really missed Jack Pounce in that movie. I did not appreciate him nearly enough as a as a kid. He's so weird in that movie. Like, Jack, you're my number one guy. <laughs> All right. Know, Selena so Kyle's apartment. This okay. it's, it is wild. Hi am Remember me? I'm Fred's hand. That's like the best you know moment. Sorry. Please. The neon sign that says hello there. Like even before like the the bad like pun of the hell here, like what is going on with this sign? It's so strange. I feel like that was there when she got the place. I don't know. I mean, this is a grown, like a fully adult lady that has like a dollhouse set up. I don't sure. know. I feel like, I feel like she, I feel like that was her sign. I don't know. I mean, her general aesthetic here, you've got pink walls, you've got lots of weird stuffed animals. And then he had this like, hello there neon sign. I feel like if I'm on a date with her and I end up back in this apartment, I'm like right on. Oh, first of all, can you imagine going on a date with Selena Kyle? How awesome that would be! Oh, apparently, the one dude's just like I'm going alone with my like uh like tropical vacation instead of taking you. Fuck like, what's going on me, there? Took me out of the movie. He's like, I need to be my own person and not someone's not accessory. an appendage. No, it Fuck was an appendage. You. <laughs> Fuck you, guy! How dare you! 
How I hope you die in the plane crash onto wherever you're going, you son of a bitch. Um, I just I love her from the very beginning. She is so frustrated with oh, Miss Kitty, back for more sexual escapades that you refuse yes. to share. It's like, <laughs> damn, you are a goddamn Kathy cartoon. <laughs> oh, sh- what do you think this apartment costs? Um, I mean, like 1980s dollars, 1992 dollars, or 92, yeah. I don't it's know. It's working girl dollars. I feel like I feel like back then he gave you an apartment for like like fifty bucks or something. I don't know. Wow. I also Gotham had like all those like really really crime ridden districts, and I feel like that's where Selena lives. You know, like um, yeah. I think yeah. this was before yeah. like the kind of boom in real estate in cities where it like costs mm-hmm. a fucking fortune to live there. So also her Murphy bed is in the closet. <laughs> Like, like it's not just that she has to open the closet to get to her fucking bed. It's like if she wants to put on an outfit, it's also in the closet. <laughs> I did not notice that. No, I mean she. I've the pre-accident Selena just I feel like is on the grat like on on the edge of getting her life together. Like mm-hmm. she just has like she's just so tangentially like she's like I have a job, but you know, these things don't work for it. And like, I have my own apartment, but you know, et cetera. And she, you know, her love life is also. And uh, well, so here's the thing. She's a single woman. She's just dumped this loser guy who doesn't appreciate her fucking value. Her mom is quite frankly, whatever her mom, he's not, he's not cluttering her, her worldview anymore. Her mom's quite frankly, kind of a bitch. Um, All she needs to do now, she needs to focus on work. So she needs to go to the office, work late, put in the time, get into those restricted files. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> get thrown out a window because yeah. no boss would ever be upset with the initiative you take <laughs> of breaking into the restricted like your what your boss wants to hear is i guessed your password your, i just <laughs> figured that your password was Geraldo, your chihuahua so your um, stuffed dog did you did you catch in that scene the kind of like shadow play with her glasses on her face there they make kind of like cat cat ears yeah. over her eyes all of that well, and then re- admitting to your, like trying to show off to your boss, like, hey, I totally get it. This power plant's actually uh, more of a capacitor. <laughs> Turns this, out this isn't like an evil front to one of your plans. <laughs> His evil plan is really like, weird, right? It, 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 yeah. it does not hold up to much he just He just wants to steal a bunch of power and then I guess sell it back eventually. Like, I don't know. Better or worse than like the original Gene Hackman Lex Luthor's plan. I, that one, I guess, made more sense on the surface. You know, it was mm-hmm. just a big land deal, basically. I I want to put this moment in my top moments because he is so ridiculously good in this. Like, like he's like, who would you tell this to? Huh? Huh? Yeah, huh? And he's like, laugh it off. Ha ha ha. Oh, no, no, I'm going to put you out. I wanted to be like, I got two words for you. Natalie would push. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but she, she comes back to life like a fucking vampire, which I appreciated. Um, I, like, how, what is the what does the humane society look like in Gotham? Like, how were there that many cats? They're like eating her, lick her wounds, like like nibble on her. Like one of his cats, like eating her lip or something. Yeah, yeah one again, of them was like biting her, like like sucking the the blood off of one of her fingers so So, again i'm the weird like novelization guy i Mm -hmm. read this book because i needed more and they are there's a lot of biting and sucking that word those two words were used a lot in this chapter it was great Mm. 
I appreciate it now in 2018. And then we got to the bottom of the cats, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, this is is not her real origin story, right? Like, I I don't, I never read like the original Catwoman comics, but the supernatural element, I don't know. No, like, she goes through like train, like she's trained up, like she doesn't just get licked yeah. by cats and then, you know, has magic powers of uh, <laughs> like, she can't just like fight all of a sudden. So like, I, it's very similar to like the Batman origin of like being trained and, mm. you know, it, that just doesn't happen in these first couple months. Well, like, I think this was this, this was like, you know, the way movies affect the comic book industry, vice versa. Like, I think prior to this, Catwoman's costumes, even though like Julie Newmar, Eartha Kitt, and so many people like played her so seductively in like the TV show in the sixties, her costume in the comic was prior to this was like a fucking skirt and like high heels as she was doing like shit with Batman. And it's like this is after this she finally wore like cat suits and she like could do backflips and things and didn't have her like long curly permed hair exposed to the world under her mask, like or outside of her mask. So. I just, it always drove me nuts. It's just like, she's supposed to do the same things all the other fucking lame villains are doing, but she's also going to run around like rooftops in high heels. Well, like, she's, where's her um, hair? Towards? She's a, um, she's like a, a former prostitute though. Like that's why she's like the whip. And like, I, well. I feel like that's like a retcon after this, which yes, is kind it, of it is. crazy where they're like, you know, what would be a really like empowered woman take on Catwoman? She's a former sex worker. Yeah. Sex positive. I'm, I'm not, I don't hate it. I hope it's sex positive. I don't know. I don't trust comic books to be uh, positive towards women. That's a fair thing to say. Yeah. Um, I just like that she, the, the, how can you be so mean? I'm going back a little bit, but the, how can you be so mean to someone so meaningless? Like that's just (laughs) like clearly how she feels. Like, she's like, I don't matter. You don't have to hurt me because I don't matter at all. And then she becomes Catwoman. And comes back home, drinks a bunch of milk. Starts going crazy in her apartment and makes herself a, an insane costume. Yeah. Also, do not give your cats milk. I was like, Marco, you have a cat. Can you give, give it milk? Cat. Sometimes you, cats you like milk. Know. Milk is actually very unhealthy for cats. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Unless you just like your cats. Look, or it's, you're giving it's, someone else's it's like, cats. you know what? Ice cream's unhealthy for humans too, but sometimes you want to treat. Uh, sure. Um, also, when she starts taking the frying pan to smash up her apartment, I had, I'll say it, very erotic flashbacks to Rachel <laughs> E. Cook, reminding us what our brains look like on drugs. Do you think she's like I'm one of those... Age, whatever. Do you think she's one of those like Disney girls who's like really into... Because she's got all these like figurines and stuffed animals, you know? Like, and she's just like, thank you next, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think, I mean, I think she very much like probably was, you know, the, the girl that like one of the fairy tale type stuff, like, I don't know if, you know, Disney types and princesses mm-hmm. specifically, but you know, I think she like had this vision of like being whisked off of, off of her feet and stuff like that. Probably. I think you're right because like, it's clearly in her vernacular later on yeah. of like, sorry, Bruce, I've realized by like nearly dying several times, <laughs> putting on this outfit and murdering people. She's got a dollhouse. It's not for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. But then she just immediately goes into the voice and everything. And she's like, I don't know about you, Miss Kitty, but I feel so much yummier. <laughs> um, which I love is that she apparently can't hear her own voice because of the uh, the outfit, the outfit. vacuum sucked around her ears. Yeah. And so, like, Tim Burton is trying to direct her to, like, lower her octave as she's, like, screaming out lines because she doesn't realize how loud she's she can hear. Yeah. But, I mean, even even when she's not, like, in the cat suit, like, I mean, 
her Selena Kyle after this is like her curls are all like crazy again. Like, I don't know. It's just very. Oh my God, her hair. Wow. Yeah, I'm a big fan. <sighs> so then we, the whole sequence where the mayor's baby gets kidnapped oh, and then the Jesus. penguin saves it. And it, it's just so weird. My rubber ducky moment. <laughs> I just like the the idea that the media and the public would embrace the penguin is I just have a hard time buying it. You know, it's it's, it's pretty absurd, but I also like things have happened in the past yeah. couple of years that I'm like I didn't think that would fucking happen. So who knows? No one would ever like this guy to anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at least give him a reality show first. Yeah, um, uh, I just love that Bruce Wayne is watching this with his fucking butler. Like that's his bro. That's his only like other human being in the world. Well, as Alfred Hanks ornaments, second appearance. Yeah, as Alfred Hanks yes. ornaments on like a twenty foot tall Christmas tree by himself. Yeah. Also, also like, is, is Alfred the only staff that Wayne Manor has? Like because so. he was doing the shopping, he There's was decorating no the tree, way. he cooks. <laughs> yeah, like There's is no there way. is there another cook or is it really just Alfred doing everything? Because that seems like a lot of work. Fuck no, this guy's a hundo. He cannot be maintaining this massive house. Also, we have not talked about Bruce Wayne's fashion. Sweater, button-up shirt, motherfucking ascot. I mean, it was the 90s, man. It's very, very 1992. He's got a big rich person TV. (laughs) He's got the rich person TV, which is just just like this giant CRT that's like two (laughs) feet thick. Yeah. It's also it's like the uh, check out my forty inch TV. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this is actually the first time that Bruce himself has any lines. Like, yeah, like not thirty six minutes into the movie. Yeah, yeah, he says something about hoping the penguin finds his parents, and you know, uh, it's like Danny Vito has a whole speech here, and then we cut to the Hall of Records in Gotham City. Even the fucking Hall of Records is imposing and terrifying. Like, look at that sign. <laughs> let's let's make it terrify you. Each letter is ten feet into the air. What struck me on rewatch was how fast the the penguin plotline moves. It's like he's discovered and then immediately in the hall of records, and then like immediately has like a mayoral campaign. Like it just happens like bam, bam, bam. Also, hall records. They're like, hey, do you need a pen for whatever it is you're doing? And he's like, no, I brought my own fucking quill. Yeah, have a quill and a monocle. Did he did he have the monocle when he was living in the sewer? Like. What does the vision insurance look like when you live in a sewer with penguins? Like, Look, I know I smell like shit and I'm covered in it, but I have a monocle. All so right? I can't but remember. I did, his, did the dad have the monocle? I think he did. Yes, he yeah. did. Um, uh, prior to this, he might have killed his parents. I wondered about that, but I feel like they would have said so if that was the case. Mm. There's a right before you go on the Hall of Records too. There's this uh, Shrek has this line where he says, "Give the Constitution a rest, okay? It's Christmas." Yeah, and I was just like, "No one let Donald Trump watch this movie." Right Seriously, now. like he might start quoting it. Can you imagine if he on- started rocking that hairdo? Oh my god! Uh, for, uh, I dare him to be able to. Okay, <laughs> like first of all, Donald, Donald Trump, I feel like has never seen Back to the Future Part Two. Like somebody stopped him. Well, like, you, no, no, no. Have you seen the theory? There's only one movie in that trilogy. Have you seen like the diagram of like the the comb over situation that's happening with Trump, where it's <laughs> no. like it's like he's bald on top and he it's like it's all really long on the sides and it's like a kind of swirl and like spiral to cover on top. I don't know. It's bizarre. Hmm. I'm always fascinated where it's like guys 
I think I saw like a like a repeat of Ally McBeal once where it was like this dude had a comb over, which involved him having like four feet of hair on one side of his yeah, head. Yeah, that's that's the theory about Trump is that that's what's okay. going on. Uh, this oh, whole, okay, so, sorry, go ahead. a message to men everywhere: just be bald. Like just if you're bald, it. just yeah. be bald. Just, like, just like, embrace it. Oh my god! Like, like George said, once the enemy retreats past this point, <laughs> it's all over, my friend. <laughs> um, so I'm doing research on the Red Triangle Circus gang. There's this bizarre scene where Alfred brings him soup. First of all, Alfred is struggling with that tray because he's 150. <laughs> well, it's like a <laughs> it's like a rich people soup. joke where he's like, it's supposed to be cold. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then it's just a scene where Batman wearing octagon reading glasses is just reading us newspaper headlines. Yeah, that's I mean, that's how you do research when you're Bruce Wayne. <laughs> the whole scene where uh, Cobblepot has to go and visit his parents' grave. I was just like, yeah, I get it, but like, get on with it. You know, like, I'm just not here for I this did, guy's drama. I did like that the, I mean, obviously they killed their child, so <laughs> they probably would have done that, but their gravestones say like devoted husband and beloved wife. So, like, clearly no mention of them having a child. <laughs> and, uh, um, Danny DeVito like fully knocked into one of the gravestones when he was as he was like hobbling up and it wobbled and they just I mean it was like because oh, yeah, that's made of styrofoam that's fine dad's name is Tucker <laughs> <laughs> what do we think about uh also how weird is this the autocorrect on my laptop kept changing Catwoman to Batwoman hmm did so, you uh think about, speaking of uh like what are you currently watching i watched like two episodes of that whole elseworlds cw thing did either of you watch any of that no no okay i is it, i was crazy batwoman was in it i guess this was her big uh premiere or whatever it was i thought it was pretty rough man i don't know i don't know if those shows got bad or uh, i just haven't watched them in a while but it was the whole situation was, was pretty rough ever good i don't See, know I'm always a season behind because like I wait and just watch them on Netflix um, mm-hmm. and because uh, I can't keep up with shows. And I like I see all the stuff like people like like you guys and other people that we like mutually follow on Twitter talking about them as they get like worse and worse and worse, I think. And um, and so like it makes me not want to watch them. But yeah, no, not I hadn't me. I hadn't uh, watched it in like over a year. Oh, I don't know why you watch that show. I hadn't watched the, any of the CW shows in over a year. I do think they've gotten worse. I don't think it's just I forgot how bad they were. I, it does seem they've like just, they've just gotten lazy. Yeah. So, like, I saw a lot of things on Twitter where people were like, ooh, I, I smell sparks between Batwoman and Supergirl. And I'm like, what? Supergirl should be dating Lena Luthor by now. And I refuse to hear anything otherwise. So that's where I left off on the show. I do think there's like we've there's an idea that like the show just has to keep going and that we maybe should take some something from some of the more like the UK shows where they like, they're like, no, let's just tell like a really good story in like Mm -hmm. two to three seasons and not like drag this shit on forever. And I I think that sometimes we just need to like accept that not every show needs to go on for six, seven, eight seasons. Counterpoint supernatural has been on for 140 years. What's your counterpoint? But is it a good show still? No, I don't know. I've never seen an episode. I think they've like they've like fridged all their female characters twice by now. Yeah. Yeah. Does Supernatural even have female characters? Whoa. So anyway, I don't know. Back to Batman. I like this headline. Oh yeah, Batman. The Gotham Globe here. Penguin forgives parents. I'm fully at peace with myself and the world. That should be in quotes, but it's not. I should tweet that for myself. Mm I'm um, only at peace with myself in the world. That, that'll that'll be what uh, Trump says when he eventually resigns. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, what do we think about when Catwoman saves the woman in the alleyway? Because I feel like that's the episode. That's the the episode of this movie where like the most hot takes could be done. I mean, I- when she grips that woman's face and says, "I am Catwoman, hear me roar," and then like backflips away, <laughs> like that, the movie could have ended there for me. I'm like, yes, I'm just gonna keep watching this scene on repeat. Tic tac toe. There's a well. First of all, he's like, I, I would be a little more pain. I think I don't know. I guess I would be stunned if Michelle Pfeiffer walked up to me too but anyway there's a whole cultural progression of women's movements from helen ready to gloria steinman to betty frieden in that moment and then like you said she backflips away like a yeah. fucking mood i mean she does just, occupy a little bit of a different place here where she's not just like the evil villain it's like she has an agenda that doesn't necessarily line up with anyone else's. she's just sort of like mad at batman is the only reason mm-hmm. she teams up with the penguin Ooh. But like she just she's, wants to fuck shit up. She's upset with the penguin later when she's like, "Oh, I thought you said you're just gonna scare the ice princess," and he like throws her off the building there, or you know, scares her off, whatever. So yeah, I mean, I think she, I think she very her agenda is very clearly like she does not want women to be to continue to be like the damsels in distress. Like she's mad, like that the woman that's getting mugged. She's like mad at her. She's like, "You just you're defenseless." And mm-hmm. you're waiting for some man to come save you, and it's bullshit, and I don't want you to do it anymore. And I mean, so I'm going to backflip away. Probably a fair amount of self-loathing there, you know, like oh, mad at her, sure. her yeah, far yeah, more yeah. Uh, alter ego. Okay, did you, did you read about the original Catwoman for this movie? I did not. You mean Annette Benning? Annette Benning, yeah. They yeah. cast Annette Benning. She got pregnant. They hired Michelle I Pfeiffer. I cannot imagine Annette Benning in this role at all. I, I could absolutely. This is like, if you watch any of like the, around this time period, Annette Benning. Like, this is, like, the flex that I feel like her career always wanted. Because she was in, like, the, uh, what do you call it? The original second Cruel Intentions. The the Dangerous Liaisons. Valmont. She was in Valmont, which is the other, like, okay, uh, adaptation yeah. of that book. Um, and she is just, like, horny and prancing, and she's awesome in that. Um, and then uh, you, you don't look at Warren Beatty on screen and be like, why don't you go outside and jerk yourself a soda? <laughs> and not like tell me like fuck yeah I'd love to be Catwoman. What's crazy to me is that, she, that Michelle Pfeiffer got paid two million dollars more than her, which is still two million dollars too little because she's so good. When when you were like the second Cruel Intentions, I was like Cruel Intentions two. <laughs> Cruel Intentions With two. Amy Adams. Cruel Intentions oh, two, God. a fantastic movie. Cruel Intentions three, stay away. Yeah. Cursemith, fucking Cursemith. Oh, fucking Cursemith. Cursemith is raping people and like bragging oh. about it. It's weird. He's got silver hair now. No, fuck that. Um, I really like how big yeah. the eye holes are in her costume here. Like the Batman has these like tiny little eye holes, you know, but like hers are are big. It's it kind of mirrors the um the the logo of Max Shrek's thing a little bit. Like yeah, I don't know, it's just like a cool look. Are they really tiny or is he wearing a lot of like black eyeliner? That, that could be part he, of it. Yeah. When his black eye makeup disappears in one take for him to rip off the foam rubber of his mask, like you yeah. see how big his eye holes are. Yeah. But like, I, think, I don't think they're that tiny. Yeah. You, you have a great point though. Like so much of her dark twisted origin is this like hideous reflection of Max Shrek, the guy who killed her and she's obsessed with and, like it's it's this weird psychosexual like obsession with him. You know, it's not, I'm not saying she's into him, but she's like into him in the way that you would be if you were erotically fixated on murdering your boss, which I can't relate to. Um uh yeah, so the next day like Bruce Wayne goes to, like meet with his with his boss Shrek. I've always um, loved the movie does where he throws his like report over to Max Shrek. 
Okay, I was like pre Don Don Draper. I was like, this is a power move in a business yeah. situation. I want to do this. <laughs> did uh did either of you notice that uh, I think he references himself and his name is Muhammad Trex's? Oh, um, like he yeah. says, can you? Can, There's can a you specific reference. Shrek? Yeah, there's a reference he's making there. I, I'm blanking on what it is right now, but you it, think you could take Muhammad Shrek and like rounds? Muhammad yeah. Ali? Yeah, that, that's what it was. Yeah, but I think he calls himself uh, Muhammad Shrek. But yeah, yeah, he call, does. And I'm like, is that, are you trying to, like, I couldn't tell if he was trying to make the, just a reference or if he was literally being like, actually, Max is just I'm, a nickname. I'm pretty sure it's a Muhammad Ali reference, but yeah, it did definitely stick out to me. I fly like a butterfly. I sting like a, fuck you, Bruce Wayne. And <laughs> in, in some of his scenes, you can definitely see like a straight up like line on his hair where like the wig is, you know, like in the makeup stops. I don't know. Some scenes I, is better than others. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that because I would like to believe that the that that's real hair. hair. Yeah. My yeah. head canon is that that is just his real hair. Yeah. Because so. this was this was my first exposure to Christopher Walken. And I was like, what is this like ethereal wraith of a being? Um, the cinema cannot contain a monster like this who's so fascinating. I love that Bruce Wayne is just like for no reason at all. It's just like sticking it to him. Like, of course, I don't have a crime boss like Cobblepot in my corner. Um. It's so weird. And then, of course, you know, Max is like, when he's like throwing Bruce out, he's like, if my sister were here, I should already have score to you too. And the is just like, anywhere he wants. And <laughs> I fell in love again. She was feeling her fucking self in this scene, and I loved it. Like, she was so just aroused by herself. I don't know. I well, really the, enjoyed both, it. And apparently they were the too. The power of the amnesia angle that well, she's can, just dangling over him. You can totally sell, tell that both like Bruce and Max Shrek here are like, holy shit, this woman's like exuding sexual energy and she doesn't care about us. What's going on right now? You know, like why is she so confident? I don't know what's going on. They are literally sword fighting with the tents. They are pitching (laughs) how awesome she is and how little fuck she gives. Um, And then like later on, Chip is like, hey, dad, do you believe this whole amnesia thing? And Max is like, women, (laughs) nothing surprises anymore, Chip. She trusted blackmail me. I'll drop her out a higher window. Yeah, well, he's that whole like. Meanwhile, I got a bigger fish to fry. He's like, it's a great line. I feel bad, but I'm saying to Selena, it's like, who would have thought she had a brain to damage? Ouch! Why are you so great? That's, that's terrible. Can we talk about how gross the scene is where uh, the penguin's like eating this raw fish while he's like oh, being led downstairs? He's campaigning. God, that's so disgusting. There's a, there's a very subtle like split diopter shot. When uh, Shrek comes up to get Max, where does Matt, where what is going on? Okay, so first of all, we see this dark, weird, unfinished loft where the penguin is working away in his master plan. The Red Triangle Circus Gang is all confined to like an eight by eight space in the corner. What the fuck? And then like Max is like, "Hey, come downstairs. I have a little surprise for you. It's a hundred fucking people in an office space. Mm-hmm. I've seen the installed on the DL who aren't completely repulsed with this guy. I mean, the the plot, such as it is, that like the penguin's been making lists of like firstborns. We'll find out eventually that he wants to take revenge on. But then Max Shrek is like, "I have a better idea. Let's have you run for mayor. I'm gonna about to like, you know, you'll cause a bunch of chaos and you know have like a vote of no confidence in the mayor or whatever, and install you, and then you'll approve my plan." For the, this power plant, um, I mean, way less interesting than what's going on with Selena Kyle and and you know Bruce Wayne and all that. Yeah. And yet the movie, this is what the movie loves. And Christopher Walken only could like make this crazy speech work. You got the magic. Your charisma is bigger than both of us. 
Oh my god! So when you said no, no specific complaints, this was my complaint. Okay, when he yeah, gives yeah. Max a literal fish to like eat, that was I was. Ugh. I it's don't gross. consider myself a squeamish person, but I was like this. That is fucking disgusting. Like, well, what shocked me is that there's like an innuendo that I feel like is missing from how like heartily he is munching into this thing. I'm well, like, he wow, doesn't. Front of the table, huh? He doesn't put that, that fish away at any point. Like he's just holding it there so everyone can see it. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I, using the word munching made this whole thing way worse. And you're welcome. Um, then there's Jen and Josh, the image people. Which, goddamn, pay them triple pay for dealing with this. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, that's isn't gushing blood. That's cool that you bit this guy's nose off or whatever. Yeah, we're still going to work on your campaign. Well, like, okay, so I remember as a kid fucking loving that he bit this dude's nose, you know, and at the same time as an adult, I still love it, but I, I still kind of laugh at Josh's burn. Not a lot of reflective surfaces down in the sewer, huh? <laughs> this is also the first time that we really, really see how horny he is. Cause yeah. he's, he's like uh, the line about, I'd like to feel, uh, fill her void and all of that. Like, it's just ugh. this really bad innuendo. Where you're just like, ew. Uh-huh. He's just so, and I mean, like he's in, this is a man, like, you know, obviously he has all these deformities and whatnot. He's eating a fish raw, like presumably it was alive a few minutes ago, but he's also in like a tuxedo onesie type situation. Like he's just gross. And I was going to say, you got to have real balls to like have a public heart on in long johns. <laughs> this seems like the kind of like, yeah, PJ situation where there's like the butt flap. In the back, you know, like yeah. in the old cartoons. Yeah, like, yeah he's which disgusting. is great because thanks to It's Always Sunny, I have now seen Danny DeVito's ass. Mm. That's about right. It's about the same. Yeah. Um, also, Oswald says, I can teach her my French flipper trick. <sighs> this dude has no, this has, dude has no moves. Like yeah. he is fronting like he's like a fuck armada at his disposal. No, no. So eventually his. Yeah. He decides to like have his gangs go cause a bunch of chaos to like I don't know make the mayor look bad. Batman shows up and beats the shit out of people. I, is this where he just t- straight up kills a dude with a bomb? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He has this like stupid uh, battering thing where he like has to program it in, and the dog steals it, and then the poodle takes it. <laughs> oh, but then this is also where uh, Catwoman shows up. I love the, uh, the where she's looking through the glass of the department store with like the logo kind of mm-hmm. overlaid over her great i'm sorry go ahead just she like runs in and tells the the security guards that they're overpaid and to get out and like whips at them (laughs) well these fucking assholes i don't know whether or not to pull my gun or fall in love or whatever it's like my gun or pull my gun yeah yeah (laughs) um i fucking loved as a kid the part where batman pulls the sword out of the sword swallowers like throat and then like knocks him out with it Yeah, whatever. I um, love the the whip work is great. I mean, she had to learn a lot of that herself. It's pretty she's impressive. Really, she's really good at that whip. Did, <laughs> was Catwoman normally a person with a whip, or is that just for this movie? No, she's always like she like in every incarnation. Okay. Pretty much, she's had a whip. I like how she kind of swings it like a tail at one point. Yeah, she can whip it. Um, yeah, when Batman punches one dude, there's like a Wilhelm scream. Um, I love that she's just getting ready to blow up this department store. Like these two fuckers are just like again, like like dick sword fighting out in the street. Like you don't really think you'll win, do you? And she's like, I'm blowing shit up. Fuck Me- you. Meow. And she meows. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the penguin's just like, I saw her first. And he like speeds away. And it's like, okay. 
And then Batman, like, Batman's like, no, I'm going to go for it. I'm going he in. He doesn't speed away. He, like, deconstructs an umbrella away. and then he, like, helicopter pilots oh, away. We, so should, we should talk about the over. gadget work in this movie. Because there's oh, a we, lot of gadgets. Gadget speaking of gadget work, we skipped over the part where the umbrella refers to his penis as a parasol. Oh, I don't mm. recall that. When a girl said, he expects a woman to say, my, that's the biggest parasol I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. That, you know, an umbrella dick would be painful. But yeah, I feel like there's a ton of gadgets in this movie. Like that was like a note they got after the first movie is like people love the gadgets. Like him, Penguin and Batman both have like a million kind of like cheesy little toys that they bust out here and there. Yeah. Um, this movie people pretend that the rooftops are all connected. They are not. Like the, the geography of these rooftops makes no sense. Is this where uh, Catwoman beats the shit out of Batman and then grabs his dick for the first time, I think? Well, this yeah. is also the, she's like, how could you? I'm a woman. I'm a woman. Yeah. yeah. And then but he yeah, like, eventually throws like, acid on her. Well, she's like, it's, uh, that's not you. That's not you. And then she like grabs a stick and it's like, there you are. And then fucking stabs him. So, okay. And, yeah. and, and then the acid, like Batman's just rolling with some acid to, to throw on a woman if he needs it. Yeah. Totally normal. Mm-hmm. Throwing your What the fuck, Batman? Roman. Yeah. Um... Saved by Kitty Litter after she stabs him. Well, also the open truck of Kitty Litter <laughs> the streets of Gotham. I guess this is supposed to be one of her deaths. This yeah, is yeah. when Batman kills her. Yeah. But also when she's feeling lower, she's like, that's not you. That's not you. He's just like, I'll see how this plays out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this boss assailant, like groping his dick. I, I really didn't think about this till like another podcast talked about it. Like, if he were to be like, okay, let's fuck right now on this roof, and he like pulled down his like leather pants, I bet this dude stinks. Like you're junk. I don't. I don't think you could get the pants off. I think no, that's well, like too much for an operation. Yeah, that'd be embarrassing if you can't get your fucking dick out in your weird cosplay fuck fight. Like, but also like then it's like it's been like rubbing up in leather for hours. Mm-hmm. I just got some baby powder down there. <laughs> Let me just let me dude wipe my junk down real quick. Hold on. I, mean, I think these, these two could bro- probably bond over like the, the baby powder they have to employ for their crazy costumes. They could bond over the chafing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think I got when I first watched this movie as a you know, 12 year old or whatever that she's grabbing his dick here. I don't think that occurred to me, but it's pretty obvious oh. now. I'm pretty sure that I thought that she was like trying to feel around his armor, like so that <laughs> yeah, she could stab yeah. him. I think that's what I thought. I was like, "Oh, she just doesn't stab his armor." Um, definitely well, I kept, not that obvious. I was thinking, like, why would your like armor be so weak down there? Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. yeah. So, so yeah. So speaking of the meow, Batman goes back to the Batcave. He's got one glove off. He's pulling the claw out of her skin. He like it's very weird because it's this weird mashup of Bruce Wayne and Batman. And he like calls Alfred and he's like, yo, bring the antiseptic oil. And Alfred's like, right away, are you in pain? And he actually says, No, not really. Meow. I kind of wonder if he like can't breathe through his nose in the suit or something, because I feel like he's always mouth breathing whenever he has the suit on. <laughs> like his his lips are all puckered in this weird, like open mouth oh, pucker. He is blue stealing the fuck out of this role. Yeah. Mm-mm. And I mean, because I mean, yeah, he's got he's got big lips. He's a big lip boy, Michael Keaton. 
And then, I was like mentally reviewing other Michael Keaton movies that I've seen recently to be like, did he mouth breathe in those? Like, is that just his thing? But I think it must be the suit. That's my theory. Is that yeah. The suit just kind of, I don't know, like uh, kind of unintentionally makes his face do weird things. Probably, you know, I wonder if there's like suction, just like yeah. forcing his lips out there. And then the penguin gives like a dumb campaign speech and like gropes a supporter who's yeah. fine with it seemingly and then the, this awful scene between him and the cat woman where he's just just laying down every innuendo you could think of yeah well, she, yeah she's laying the bed seductively that again like you mentioned raquel the just the pussy i've been looking for she holds him off of her boot which she instantly starts sniffing Ugh. well she's definitely yeah. disgusted with him the entire time yeah yeah, yeah she's so- not interested you see, you and I have something in common. And he's like, an appetite for destruction, contempt for the SARS of fashion. Wait, don't tell me. Naked sexual charisma. And she's like, ugh, Batman. Fuck. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, Where does he it, get blueprints for the Batmobile? Oh, there was like a cut scene apparently the in Hall the of Records. Earlier, <laughs> earlier in the, the beginning <laughs> when the, the his gang first raids like the tree lighting ceremony. Apparently there's a cut scene where he like, I don't know figures out how to get into it or something like that or or maybe it was like he bribed somebody who worked for bruce i don't know it was something dumb like that but yeah there was an explanation that they cut mm. there's two super bonkers things that happened in this scene that i can't like the like bird? on rewatch i was like yeah so swallowing an entire bird yeah and then uh selena kyle licking herself and bathing herself as a cat like those two <laughs> things i'm like I did not recognize how weird this is as a child and holy fucking shit. Like you don't, you just don't see that anymore. One of those, I was like, I never want to see that again. And one of those, I was like, I could see more. <laughs> oh, which was, was which? It the bathing. <laughs> I'll leave that up to your imaginations. This is the part where, yeah, he meets up with Selena Kyle the next morning and it's like super hot tension between them. She's got like bloodshot eyes. She looks crazy. It's great. Mm-hmm. well she's like muttering to herself like right as he walks up like why are you doing this why are you like like yes. you know, having this whole conversation with herself did you see Which, the uh the newspaper headlines that he's walking past oh yeah yeah yeah. There's like a, when he's complaining about the meowch it's a catastrophe batman blows it yeah meowch <laughs> or when well, she, uh, she's upset she's like, that she's yeah like uh catwoman is uh presumed to weigh 140 pounds and she's like these hacks <laughs> <laughs> But like, yeah, so the, why are you doing this? First of all, how are they running into each other? Is this a small town? Like, is this a small town? I think he, I think he sought her out. I think Bruce is a little bit spitting. He's, he's, he sought her out. He's probably like, if there was a Twitter, he'd be liking all their tweets right now. Like he's into it. If he's not a little bit smitten, he doesn't deserve. Wait, is is that stuff. how men flirt? They like your tweets. Is that, is that flirting? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, he's he's like, oh, I hope I didn't scare you, and she's like, <laughs> oh no, I was just scaring myself, and it's like, yeah, this isn't a red flag. You absolutely <laughs> that's need a gr- to. that's a green light. That's what that is. You, you need to get the girl <laughs> into it. Yeah, um, but he's I love it. She's like upset about like the 140 pounds comment. He's like, what the fuck? Batman blew it, considering all the property damage he adverted. What the fuck? You know, you allowed a whole building to blow up, Batman. What are you talking about? Just on the little poodle, like carries the bomb into the thing. <laughs> oh, a- another like kind of more specific complaint: the Ice Princess. It's pretty distasteful how like stupidly ditzy she is. 
Like even oh, yeah. even yeah. when they're like about to kidnap her, she's just like, "Teehee, I'm dumb." Yeah. Yeah, when um, they're like uh when she's like, "Wait, what order is this in? Do I press the button first yeah. and then the lights come on?" Like, no. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's so ridiculous. Like, I, no was that dumb. I was like, "Get the scene over with because I just want to get back to these two creeps who are having a first date to watch a tree lighting as like DTF as fucking possible." They got Alfred around though, man. You gotta you look a lot, Alfred. Oh, there's one point. There's one point. Where Alfred like walks in, and like thankfully Bruce is there to catch him, and like, oh hey, Alfred, do this thing for me. But like Alfred might have just walked past as they were like stone cold bone zoning hmm. on that couch. How many times has Alfred walked in? It's like Bruce is like fucking somebody. That's my question. Mm. It, I think it depends on which incarnation. True. Oh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine's a lot of fucking. (laughs) Batman has no limits. (laughs) Stop laughing. This isn't a joke. You drank my booze. You fucked in front of me. Get out. Yeah. I love that she's just like, Vicky, let me guess. Ice skater or stewardess? Burn. Well, then this is the this is the classic like goofy Selena Kyle psychology they have for. He's worried that she'll think he's a Norman Bates and or Ted Bundy type, and she's like, "I'm not afraid of the sickos or creeps. It's the normal guys who let you down." <laughs> sickos never scare me. At least yeah. they're committed. Yeah, and she goes for it. They start making out hard. I do like the little kind of French farce situation where like they're both talking to Alfred, like st- stumbling over their words, like, "Oh, you got to make an excuse for me," that kind of thing. I like that they stop because she like he's like running his hands up her arm and she's like, oh, no, you can't see where my arm was melted off by fucking <laughs> nasty acid burn. Yeah, <laughs> this complete asshole his... threw acid at me. <laughs> yeah, she's rubbing his stomach. He freaks out because of the cut, which is like kind of funny that it's like the movie was like, oh, we can't have her actually stab him in the dick. <laughs> um. But well, also, this, this is where is Batman news with Commissioner Gordon about the uh, the battering thing. Like, this is entirely circumstantial gov- like evidence. Like, why is Commissioner Gordon have a gun to his head to like? Why would he be? Yeah, why would he be telling that to the press? This is where Batman totally sucks. He rolls into town, just like parks in an alleyway, and seemingly just like he eventually finds the Ice Princess, chases her and Catwoman up to the rooftop, and just stands there as the Ice Princess gets like scared and pushed off the building and falls to her death. He doesn't like leap after her and like fire, you know, one of those Gatling, um, you know, grappling guns or whatever. He just like just stands there and watches like, oh, bummer. Well, he says, be careful. But yeah. like, OK, first of all, I don't want to mess with Batman after he's like dealing with the frustration of having not put the bats in somebody's belfry. But also you're skipping past the point where after he has Alfred make an excuse and Selena's like getting reclothed to make her excuse. And she's like, hey, can you just like. Tell him it's not a rejection by abruptly leaving. Can you make up a sonnet or a dirty limerick? And his immediate <laughs> response is, one has just sprung to mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, you horny old fuck. Even everyone's so horny in this movie. Yeah. Um, also, Batman has a fashion dungeon with a fucking drawbridge. Naturally. Well, you know. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? I'm Came sorry. with the ma- mansion, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but I, th- I feel like other incarnations of batman like to your point would would have like jumped over the ledge and been like <laughs> no like we like one of these many gadgets clearly is here for oh. you know to save this person you mean three minutes later when he reveals that he has wings 
Yeah. They actually <laughs> swoops down to the place where she <laughs> fell to her death. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he would have. <laughs> Watches her fall off the building. It's just like, oh, bummer. I, I want to say Christian Bale fucking crash into a car to save Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> the Dark Knight. Yeah, I think he did that and he like dove out of a building. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, also the quips. At one point when he like fights Catwoman, he's like, eat floor, high fiber. It's like, no. You, yeah. should, you should both take a step back, rethink your puns, if you can call them that. <laughs> call your people, come up with some lines, yeah. Oh, this is where, after the chaos that they've caused, uh, Catwoman's a little upset that he killed the Ice Princess because she thought he was just gonna scare her, and then he like he's basically like, "We're gonna get married now and have sex." She's like, "No, we're not," and so he like he chokes her out with his like weird helicopter uh, umbrella there, and I guess this is another death for her. She falls from it through a uh, greenhouse and are screams. You, are you skipping the part where Catwoman straddles Batman? I am. I'm trying to move it along. I mean, oh, you know, there's some straddling happening. I work that into your fanfic. Moment. Yeah. I want to live that moment forever. Um, she also breaks a nail at one point when she. There's no, I broke a nail line weirdly. Like just considering yeah. that this movie is like totally willing to go there for like the bad puns. Yeah. Daniel Waters is like, I'm going to leave a few on the, on the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't always have to grab the low hanging fruit there. Yeah. Um, so the whole fucking like the, the whatever it worked in the movie when I was a kid as an adult I don't give a shit about the scene where like Penguin takes over the Batmobile because it like, doesn't causes... seem like he's really doing that much damage it's well, the... that... go ahead I'm sorry I, th- I just think the only thing worth mentioning there because I think James is right like he's not doing a lot of damage is that the way that he was able to control it was by driving a toy car yeah. mm-hmm. like he's like that's the again only other like thing worth mentioning there to me it, I don't it, trust that he has people who can build that for him accurately it, yeah. it makes him seem very childish because yes. it, it just looks like he's like a big dumb kid like having fun in his stupid like toy ride and then it breaks and he's mad also, Big Dumb Virgin. I mean, this is literally the opening of a James Bond movie called For Your Eyes Only. Do you think... They, they knock over a fire hydrant, which water sprays everywhere. Power lines are taken down. I mean, the majority of this crime spree is sparks. Do you think it's unethical that Batman later uses this, like, audio of him to, like, ruin his campaign? Uh, I mean, I think Morgan Freeman would be like, promise me you'll destroy this device when it's done. <laughs> promise me you'll destroy your branded Batman CD player that you keep. Or the, no, the worst part of this movie is when Batman does the uh, CD DJ scratching. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. That's the worst moment of the movie. But, uh, okay, so the Batmobile can do a scan for foreign object location. That's goddamn convenient. This whole scene is stupid. This is before computers really took off. Yeah. So yeah. there was nobody there to be like, that's not how this works. Yeah. I just, he uh, seemingly had like a CD on his person. He just like yeah. pulls it out from somewhere and puts it in. Yeah. He's like, this will be convenient for me to record the like uh, damning things that this villain is saying right now. And he doesn't like, send it to the press. He just waits to sabotage a campaign event. Just going to burn you back. Yeah. It's like, he's like jerk off motion. Alfred video called me. Penguin video called me. Whatever. I've got the audio. Um, Oswald's like sound bites are like, did the mayor have a plan? No, you're right on a man, a Batman. <sighs> um, this is when Bruce Wayne gives Alfred shit for letting Vicky Valen to the Batcave. Whatever. Um, 
Also, you enter the Batmobile. You enter the Batcave through an Iron Maiden. That is like the most Tim Burton thing ever. (laughs) Isn't that how Lisa Marie shows up in Sleepy Hollow? She's (laughs) oh, she's in one. That's like what happens to her. I think is she gets put in an Iron Maiden. And then it's like weird flashbacks. Who's like that's like Ichabod's mother, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tim Burton's like I know what turns me on. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So Big Master like it's like fire a machine gun to the park. Cops chase him into, or he fires the machine gun to the crowd. Cops chase him to the park. He rides his rubber ducky back to the zoo. He does this a reverse his, elephant. His man. whole political career is in shambles. Yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah. Circus Freak Moses is like, I'm not a man. I'm a penguin. Um. Also, Max Shrek is like, well, that was fun. My Yule Ball. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like I like how he like edges away from the penguin after like uh, the audio starts playing of him like trashing Gotham citizens. He's just and he gets Get in that out of the frame. He gets what? in that look. He, he gets in this look uh, as he's leaving. Like they kind of like you know they glance across the chaos at each other and Max Shrek. It gives them this look, just like, well, that's politics, you know. <laughs> chill. Yeah. Um, whatever. Uh, and this is the scene like you're talking about, where like they're gonna fucking drown these like firstborn sons of Gotham. They got all the lists. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> shoots the uh, one guy. <laughs> I just like the the, the the fucking comedy of this movie that's like wasted is you know Alfred's like I, I take it I cannot RSVP to this masquerade ball and he's like oh yeah fuck that so Alfred like tears up this invitation oh wait Selena might be there and Alfred's like fuck I'll just tape this back together I'm like, <laughs> like she's still not fired somehow like they're just afraid to fire her yeah well I mean the suit the lawsuit she could bring would mm. just level the company um has she has she been showing up for work do we think like besides that one just I'm gonna it's, it's, it's unclear it's Edward Gordon from Fight Club I don't even have to come into work to do this job you can pay me to stay home <laughs> uh, they show up to this party it's so on the nose the band is playing an instrumental of super freaking <laughs> oh of course it's at the department store too which was half blown up uh, That's fine. It's they fine. dance. She fills them up some more and recommends a, a so, mattress nearby that they can go fuck on. There is a woman wearing a full-on Mona Lisa mask. That is kind of uncomfortable. She's got a gun here, which like I I, I don't think it's like a checkout gun that never pays off. I want to say like she never uses it. Oh oh oh! We, we're skipping over a great moment between Bruce and, and Max. I wish they had more scenes when Max, Bruce like sticking to him, like you try to make a monster, the mayor of Gotham City, and Max is like, whatever. I'm the light of the city. I'm its mean, twisted soul. It doesn't matter who's mayor. Bruce like, what does the me? And Max actually says, yawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Christopher Walken is just like on another level in this movie. Uh, would have it would have been better for her to have the um the taser instead of that like you know mm. just to to call it back because yeah, yeah. Like, she gets it at the beginning and then she she doesn't get it again until the very end of the so like to be like hey remember this but yeah you know, whatever i mean this movie is so it's like so uh no hard feelings and she's like actually i'd say semi-hard mm-hmm. <laughs> which first of all you don't show up of half a of half a rager like you show up full <laughs> chubby you're just insulting everyone okay um mm. But she's like, yeah, there's a storm coming, Mr. Wayne, down south, if you know what I mean. Um, oh, my God. You and your friends better batten down the hatches, yeah. Did you ever fuck the devil in the pale moonlight? Uh, yeah, I just love the way she laughs like a crazy person when he's just like, wait, not you and Max. And she's like, ha, 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 ha. No, this and Max, my fucking gun. 
the explosion that throws everyone all over the place. It's pretty impressive that like you can see them walking away in like a wide shot and then it just blows yeah. up behind them. Yeah. Like pretty good stunt work there. Yeah, so the rubber ducky of doom shows up with the penguin in it. Uh the, his troops are kidnapping kids. I really thought He's there was going to be more to this weird like circus train that's going around picking up the kids, but like they immediately get caught by Batman like immediately. Yeah. Like, the penguins with their mind control caps are adorable. I love the penguins. The yeah, yeah, the little animatronic penguins with the rockets on their back. So a lot of these are real penguins too. You know this uh, this character couldn't be entirely based on Donald Trump, uh, Max Shrek, because he volunteers himself to sacrifice himself to save his son. It's like yeah, that would never happen. Yeah, that would never happen, oh, especially no. not Eric. Oh. No, it's going to be Don Junior first. Oh, I would wish it was Eric. Because Eric would like spend his entire time in jail, not understanding why he's there. Yeah, Eric. Eric would be declared not fit for trial. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they do their thing. Batman stops them with their fucking like theatricality and all that shit. Batman he puts a stop to it like immediately. He has the monkey deliver a note to the penguin. It takes him twenty minutes to get his fucking fancy bat hydroplane there, mm-hmm. but the monkey gets there immediately. <laughs> Oh, then the, oh, the weird theatricality of like this campaign speech that the penguin has to give to all his like mind controlled penguins where he's got like a spotlight on him and he's got a narrator, like the, the kind of like droning oh. on woman. Yeah. Bonkers patent speech. Yeah. Male and female. Their sex will be equal with their erogenous zones blown sky high. This yeah. This is too horny for his own good. I can't believe like, that. Some of this horniness on the inside. In a Batman movie, there's a line about their erogenous zones blowing sky high. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't have anything to yeah. add to that part. How was that in a Batman movie? That's what I want to know. Um, um and then same meanwhile, in the same breath, adorable penguins marching the streets with little rockets on their backs. Does Batman oh, like, kill all these penguins? Because he seemingly has them like launch their missiles like straight up and down. Like yeah. it's unclear yeah. whether or not these penguins make it out alive. Well, so they estimate a hundred thousand people dead. From like shooting their rockets straight up and down, like in the like the town square. I think that's ambitious. Well, Whatever. So Alfred sends like he reverses the polarity, sends the, the penguins back to their. <laughs> how long? There's of a, a walk. There's a whole lot of uh, like Batman and Alfred doing like some like signal work. You know, <laughs> like kind it's of like signal hijacking jam, signals, signal hijacking, jamming signals, reversing the signal. Yeah. First of all. Again, DJ Alfred is like two hundred years old. He's not. He's not in, intercepting signals. But they, how far away is the zoo? These penguins can't march like ten miles. <laughs> yeah, it seems. I mean, like, off for one thing, Alfred has aged one hundred and fifty years since we started this podcast recording, Marco. But, uh-huh. um, <laughs> um, but it seems like it's such like a kid. Like every single other thing takes place at this tree like the christmas the big christmas tree so it seems like a like a super condensed yeah, town yeah. area mm-hmm. until the end when they're like i don't like marching like in out of egypt like moses is leading the people the penguins mm-hmm. out and it just seems like they like you said they march like forever i guess this, this is, is this is kind of supposed to be like a, a central park ish area like where the zoo is i guess that's the idea yeah the, the yeah, trees but, in main street gotham were like bobby and johan gotham first cranked it you know 
but it's i mean like since the the zoo it's like the old zoo so you would or like the it's been shut down or whatever yeah. so you think maybe it is kind of like out like outside of town or like you know not i don't know the geography of gotham it makes my head hurt so it's weird i don't how know the, why i laughed when the monkey lady was like there is something coming this way very <laughs> large very fast it's weird how the penguins like ultimate downfall is just like Batman shows up. He's like, you know, reverse of polarity. He has like his little switch that has brought the penguins here. And like the penguin starts like slashing at him and Batman's just like kind of impotently dodging away. Like, come on, Batman. And then just, a bunch of things, a bunch of rockets launch. Who reference? Yeah. <laughs> a bunch oh, of rockets launch and it's just like, oh no. And then the penguin just like kind of like falls down into the sewer seemingly with like a mortal wound like that was it you know there's like there's so much psychology that's like left on the table of this like it's a kid's movie with adult themes with just you're just jealous because i'm a genuine freak and you have to wear a mask like there's a lot there that could be unpacked and this movie's too weird to, to get it yeah well and he's like the penguin like backtracks to he's like all I wanted was love you know and like it's like no you were trying to kill a bunch of like babies like mm-hmm. you didn't want love like well know. when he means love what he actually means <laughs> sexual congress <laughs> yeah. yes speaking of um, which Catwoman shows up with her hair half spilling out of her mask which is just yes. extra hot yeah I like the um, Max Shrek here he really plays it close to the vest with the gun that he he like liberated from the the sewer there like he doesn't pull it out right away he's just like waiting for his moment this motherfucker has nine lives himself mm-hmm. i mean the fucking like danger that he has been in and talked his way out of like this motherfucker must think he is like impervious to harm um but i love that he is a fucking asshole to the last he's just like i don't know what you want but i'm sure i can give it to you money jewels a very large ball of string <laughs> maybe maybe don't toy with the woman who knows your life in her hands Eh, he he didn't believe that he just thought he could keep shooting i mean like i don't know i don't I, I don't know what it would be like to be the man like shooting at this woman and mm-hmm. she's like uh no i have nine lives like and just like she keeps charging at him but yeah so batman swings in uh big fucking like hey look at me um stop her from killing max shrek uh a little prescient Catwoman's like don't be naive the law doesn't apply to people like him or us and i kind of thought like that might be true it it always bothered me a little bit when he rips his mask off. I don't know. I, I get slightly annoyed anytime any superhero takes their mask off, like especially if they have a secret identity. It all seems like they it's, do it too much in movies. Well, it's never a good idea. Yeah. It's like it, it never plays out the way they think it's going to. Well, I mean, this this one it has like no consequences though. So no, no, it, it's like a joke with Max Shrek, but like it's logistically it it shows how stupid it is here, especially. From take to take, his like black eye makeup yeah. disappears. <laughs> and then it's like, clearly there's no simple, like, I just pull this thing back and it like lays back on the back of my neck like a hoodie. Like, he has to fucking rip weird rubber foam. Yeah, it's like, how did like, you get that, that on, cost? Batman? Well, what, I, what was your exit strategy? What, are you just going to walk home like this? No, I don't yeah. think so, man. Like, you weren't, you're not in the Batcave doing this. Like, yeah, it yeah. doesn't make sense. Um, also, when he's talking to her, the camera does this fascinating thing. When we're over his shoulder, it is like bouncing when it's like getting her coverage as she's taking her ragged breaths. I think that was just it's the cameraman cranking it. Oh. 
I'm sorry, was I shooting this movie? Um, yeah, she points out, you know, you can't go back if you in your fucking weirdo castle, like forever, like a fairy tale. I couldn't live with myself. It's not a happy ending. And I love that he's just like, Max is like, Selena, Selena Kyle, wow, you're fired. And Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed up like that? Like, that's because how little he, is he thinks Batman. of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, then she's like, because he is Batman. He's like, was, and shoots him. <laughs> Oh, I love Max. Yeah, four or five is still alive. <laughs> Six, seven. This girl's going to heaven. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the kiss, which I guess is augmented by she like grabs some like exposed electrical wire at the same time. Yeah. She calls him Santa Claus. I think it's Anti Claus actually. Uh, I think she's a Santa Claus. Hmm. <laughs> that will just be a a great mystery that we have to debate mm-hmm. later. <laughs> um. For yeah. erogenous zones blown high. Yeah, so Penguin shows up again because he's just like, I'm still in this movie. Bah. But he doesn't do anything. No. He just like kills over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I do have, I, I, this came up earlier and I didn't ask. Do we think that the Penguin's like sewer upbringing means that his blood is black or does he just like chew on ink or like what, what's the, the black stuff coming out of his I face? I mean, his diet is probably not the greatest. <laughs> Well, I think it's implied there's all this toxic waste down there. So I think that may have, you know, changed him, mutated him in some way. <laughs> Max, I found all your toxic waste. I started <laughs> eating it. <to> get a, <laughs> what, uh, 20 years later, look at me. Um, well, he's like, a. Uh, it's such a fucking mystery because he's apparently a goddamn mutant from the, from the get go. Um, which drives me nuts about the mom. I feel like if what we're implying crawled out of her is like eating cats in the cage crib, recovery should be a little rougher. You know what I mean? Like, uh, this could have been before ultrasound. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, ben James, you and I haven't actually given natural birth, so we're probably not the people to talk about this, but I just think that that thing shooting out of you would do There's something. There's not a lot of shooting out. I mean, <laughs> not <laughs> Fucking cannon, yeah. Um, I, I did not give birth it's to like mutant a cigarette children. holder. Yeah, I didn't give birth to mutant children, but there's, I mean, like those fuckers take a lot of effort. It's not a lot of shooting out. So, <laughs> what do we think about penguin pall bears? <laughs> I know it's so weird. These are definitely like little people or children in outfits too. I think they're animatronic. These ones look like real people in costumes to me. Like mm-hmm. there's something about their feet that look like like human feet inside like boots that are designed to kind of look like penguin feet, but not really. I'm Did you ever to believe that they are real penguins okay. that are just take really good direction? <laughs> I, I I tend to agree with Raquel. Did you ever freak out when you found out about the kid who actually played ET and like his no situation? Did, um, didn't follow the, up on him. More majority of ET was played by a young man who was born with no lower half. What? Oh my god! Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think Anywho, you're making that he, up, but okay. I am not, but uh, you know, I don't want to be ableist. But he did a great job. Um, I love that the movie's kind of vague about how these penguins are just kind of like inching his body into the water. <laughs> just <laughs> the like, don't think about powers. it. <laughs> I wanted when Batman sees that, I want him to be like, "Welp, now I've seen everything." <laughs> Well, you know, at the end, uh, Bruce Wayne orders uh, Alfred to stop because he thinks he sees the shadow of Selina there. He gets out. There's just a black cat that he picks up and brings with him. We never see that black cat again. 
No. Like, it's not like that's called back to in Batman Forever or anything. I would love if he talked to that cat. What do you think? Stop looking at me like that. Stop licking at yourself. Fuck you. Um, but it's it's I know there's a weird sexual politics just in general of this movie. Like the when they wish each other Merry Christmas in the car, and he's just like goodwill towards men, dot dot and, dot, and women, and women, Fem- like it just like women just occurred to him just Boy, now. Like, I think the '90s it was like women just occurred to us. <laughs> it's yeah. just like and women. Oh look at that! I'm a male feminist now. <laughs> Apparently, this last shot of Selena Kyle like looking up the bat signal is not yes. Michelle Pfeiffer. That was like, and it, it was added in post, like when. Yeah. Oh, I think when she walked left. away from this like initial production, she's like, "I will never put on that outfit again, mm-hmm. ever." There's actually like a quote of her, like somebody like like asked her at some point. I don't know how recently it was, but it had been a couple years uh, since they had wrapped, and she was like, "They were like, do you ever miss the cat suit?" And she was like, "I fucking hated that suit. I will never put it on again. Don't ask me again." Yeah. Yeah. Which it sounds like a torture device, so I don't really blame her. Yeah, vacuum sealed. That sounds Mm-mm. pretty awful. Yeah. Mm-mm. All right. Well, let's um, let's move into our make one change. If you could change one thing about this movie, what would it be? Uh, I'll go first. Okay, please. Um, more Catwoman, more Selena Kyle. Um, I think. Uh, I mean, we, James, you said this a bunch of times, but like it was her story was just more interesting than what was going on with the penguin. And um, I think it would have just like, I think she could have been the villain of the, of the movie and it would have been okay. Um, Yeah. Um, Like I said, she's not, she's like decorative flair to this movie. I, I, she kind of, I feel like tangentially connects with the theme of the people have been cast aside. And it's not like Max Shrek who pushed her out that window. It's the screenwriters. I would love to have her be the A villain or the A plot. And instead, it's like it's like Bruce Wayne is like tangling and wrestling with uh, with the Penguin and Max Shrek, and she's just like this ornament they're they're fighting over. Um, I would love if she fucking owned this movie more because you already decided like when you're making this movie like, hey, Batman's an afterthought, which is cool. Like, let her be the star of the movie, and I don't know. I mean, she's clearly getting more, like, real mm-hmm. estate. Like, more, more re- like, recognizable real real estate out of this movie. All right. Um, yeah, I guess my change is just that Bruce and Selena, like, they totally fucked on that couch with their clothes on. You mean, like, like insertion or just, like, yeah. in their clothes? Did I stutter? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear zippers being pulled. I, I absolutely believe. I feel like Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne has come in his pants before, for sure. <laughs> oh my god! Like he's that guy. He's like, oh, I'm done. And he makes a face about it, like, oh, I'm coming. See, like he's the, the face it. that he makes when he has his uh, bat suit on. Yeah, it's <laughs> big, puffy, blue steel. Like, hmm. I, she's like, I'm tempted. Uh, I'm, I'm in the, I'm listed. I'm coming. I want to go on the record as saying that uh, I think that Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne has more stamina and more staying power than that. So I just okay. Can this Michael, woman's opinion. Can Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne Bruce Bruce Wayne Bruce, Bruce Keaton, Whedon. Oh. <laughs> let, me, let me just go outside, compose my post Michelle Pfeiffer appreciation thoughts. Can uh, Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne get it? 
Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, who's who's Bruce Wayne can get it the most? Mm. Not the uh, athlete, that's for sure. No fucking no. Uh, Fuck Bruce think, Wayne. I think it's a I think it's a tie, a direct tie between Keaton and Christian Bale, and, and then no to Affleck, um, no to George Clooney, and that's the only time I'd ever say no to no to George Clooney, and then like maybe Val Kilmer. You don't think that George Clooney's Bruce Wayne can like get his, it? His Bruce kind of sucked, as, as I remember. He's got a he's also got a weird, weird regular girlfriend in that movie. Yeah, I just I was that movie. There was so much about it that was like the bidding on Poison Ivy scene where he has like a Batman credit card. Like too yeah. many things went wrong. Never leave home yeah. without it. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that was actually the first movie. I don't know if you guys are the same, but like when I was a little kid. If I saw the movie in the theater, it was a good movie. Like I had no filter for like the, the the possibility that a movie could be bad. It was like I went to see it in the theater. Of course, it was good. And then I saw oh. that movie, and it was like, oh, that was actually bad. What what happened? Okay, I was I was worried about your story because okay, I went with a friend and my mom to see Batman and Robin in the theater for my birthday. Oh yeah, right. It's Batman. It should be a wonderful, joyous experience, right? I saw that movie and I was just like, everything in me is dead. <laughs> See, I was, I was young and I don't know. I saw that movie in theaters. I went with my dad and I think we saw it at the drive-in actually. Um, and uh, the girl from Clueless was in it. Who oh, yeah. I loved. Yeah, and yeah. so like the first time I saw it, I was like, oh my God, there was a bat. And like, there was a, a there was a bat girl, you know? And um, mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like really excited about that. And I thought I liked the Robin character. And then I watched it later. Like, I don't know. I was like a teenager and I was like, what the fuck is this? So the <laughs> so first that, time I saw it, it was not terrible. Because that was movie excited. was like, everyone's putting on their costumes. Oh yeah. You're going to see the nips. You're going to see the crotch shot. You don't think you're going to see the Batgirl butt shot. Boom. You are going to see bat butt. Like from, from Alicia do. Silverstone. Yeah. Joel Schumacher is like fooled you in a weird, <laughs> undesirable way. Well, no, I, sh- I should say I saw that movie twice in one day. And the first time I was like, oh. I guess that was awesome. And then like, uh, a, like rich a, boy. an acquaintance of mine was like, that movie sucked. Like later on when I was like, you know, hanging out with some other people. And I was like, it did. And then I like saw it again. And I was like, oh, shit, it does suck. So, yeah. I love how you told that story. I saw it twice in one day. My acquaintance. You're so mysterious. I- I'm the mysterious one. Okay. Marco. You're super mysterious. You're super yeah. mysterious. Um. <laughs> yeah, like I'm so glad I didn't see this movie in a like Batman Returns in a drive-in because I'd be fucking like arrested like Paul Rubens. This movie is mm. crazy erotic and dark and wonderful. Um also I here's the thing I love about this movie. I always like movies where like they present you with like a real world to the movie. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason why I love There Will Be Blood, or I appreciate what Wes Anderson does. Like, it's not a real, it's not our real world. It's like, it's like real to that fucking movie. And I think Tim Burton successfully like presented a Gotham City that these characters live in. I mean, it's bonkers. It's bonkers as fuck, but like, they all believe it. It's all real to them. It doesn't feel like this is just so artificial to this, even to this movie itself. The, uh, the world where a like sewer penguin man can be like the Cinderella story of their of their time, but, but to this movie, it, it <laughs> but it, it works, yeah, it yeah, fits. It fits. Uh, it would, yeah. No, I I agree with you there. 
And then like like it's it's the it's the next one, you know, when Schumacher takes over and there's like this weird growing pains. Like you have Nicole Kidman as an ultra hot Dr. Chase Meridian. And she's like Yeah, it's a badass name. And she's like, I don't want to date you, Bruce Wayne. You're a milk toast, but like Batman, I want to fuck him. I hope he comes to my like bedroom window tonight. It's so weird. All right, let's do our power rankings. Yeah. I can't wait to see what people have for this. <laughs> I have 10. Does anyone have more than 10? I have 10 because I follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Rules. What is that? Uh, I have 10 as well. All right. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I will. All right. Uh, my number 10 is uh, is the Ice Princess. Hmm. Just because I felt like she needed to have some do and she, you know, Honestly, there were the the supporting cast in this movie is not enormous. It's so. pretty thin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was uh, I didn't I wasn't I I remember doing this uh, um, on the previous podcast and being like, oh, I I wish I could ha- I wish I had more. And this one, I was like, nope, ten is fine. <laughs> There's only like ten speaking roles, really. Like if that, uh, even yeah, yeah. My- Batman really speaks. Yeah. Yeah. True. He has maybe less lines of dialogue in this movie than Schwarzenegger has in T2, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, my number 10 is Chip. Because mm-hmm. this this dude is this dude is like, again, he's it's the fucking Trumpian world. Yeah, it's a fucking Trumpian world. We're going to do Hudson Hawk at some point, aren't we? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if our demo has even heard of that movie. That's probably, I don't know who our demo is. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to go stare in the mirror and say, why are you doing this? Um yeah, my number 10 is Chip. <laughs> uh, my number 10 was the Penguin. I just was not feeling his character at all. He just bothered Damn. me through the whole movie. Hot, hottest of takes yeah. in this ice-cold world. Sorry, Danny. Uh, my number 9 is the Poodle Lady. <laughs> was she also the narrator or like the commentator or whatever? Yes. Yeah. yes. Something uh, is coming very big, very fast. Yeah. I just like every like when they were like the camera was like panning around to each of the individual like show of freaks or whatever in the and when Batman's fighting them and they're all like gearing up to fight and she's like do not look at me don't touch me I'm not in the mood for your fucking shit oh when the poodle actually grabs the battering and like it cuts back to her I want her to be like you ain't shit (laughs) yeah so she's my number nine uh, my number nine is the Ice Princess for the reasons you you listed. She is wretched. <laughs> I mean, like this depiction of her is terrible. This poor actress, Christy Conway. Like, I I feel like she had to like just oh hey I'm in a huge big budget guaranteed blockbuster. Fuck, you want me to say well, this? It, yeah, she's my number nine as well. It's like they didn't want us to care when she died or something. You know? Yeah. They yeah, just like yeah. make her as like. Kind of wretched and vapid as possible. Yeah. Because yeah. like she she barely had new brain cells. So like you shouldn't be mad that we killed her. So yeah. Uh my number eight is Chip Shrek. Um <laughs> Wow, really high, huh? <laughs> I uh I just I, the the like save yourself when he like jumps in front of his dad and then you know like the portrait basically anytime he speaks i just i i laughed so there's there's a weird accent right 
It's I cannot. Um, I, I think it's supposed like, to be a New York accent. You know, I really it thought he was Russian. like a Schwarzenegger kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dad, Mr. Mayor. I mean, I don't know if he's like he's like I'm going to show up and do my Christopher Walken impression. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. He's like, well, I'm Christopher Walken's son. I should talk like this. And Christopher Walken's like, I will drown you in champagne. <laughs> <laughs> talk about our demo not getting a joke. Um. Some days you're saving the rainforest. No, I won't complete that joke. Um, okay. Where are number we at? Eight. Number so eight for you? My number eight is uh, Vincent Schiavelli as the organ grinder. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Benjo, you've convinced me. Maybe I would fuck in front of him. I don't know. It's, <laughs> jury's out, man. Jury's out. Okay. He's oh. in this movie. I felt so weird because like, can you actually name Vincent Schiavelli movie roles where he has dialogue? To me, it was like this and Ghost. What about Tomorrow Never Dies? Isn't oh, he? Isn't yeah. he like a He's torture, the guy? torture doctor? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. With Terry Hatcher as the Bond girl, it's yeah. such a weird movie. R.I.P. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. Movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, shit. I mean, I mean, her character no, in the Terry movie. Terry Hatcher but... dies in the movie. Oh, yeah. Paris. We'll always have Paris. Yeah. James, your number eight. Uh, Commissioner Gordon. I just feel like he wasn't getting much done in this movie. He's like mm-hmm. just incredibly hapless. Like at least. The uh, Gary Oldman character seems mildly competent. Like, Commissioner Gordon, what are you doing? Yeah, he's my number seven. Yeah. Commissioner Gordon's not even on my list. I just realized. <laughs> uh, who's your number seven, Marco? Uh, the Lady of the Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Commissioner Gordon's on my list. What the fucking Lady of the Monkey is. Like Commissioner Gordon, it's like he is such an afterthought in this movie. Like he's a big part. He's a um, compared to this, he's a big part of like the first movie. They continue him and Alfred on into the next two. Um, I I'm in so much to the point where I'm such a nerd that I know this actor's name. His name is Pat Hingle, and it's like I kept waiting for him to be like, I'm almost close to retirement or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so Lady of the Monkey because she's you ain't shit. Anyway, yeah. Uh, James. So I had Chip Shrek at number seven. Um, I was amazed that he didn't die in this movie. It just seemed like that should have happened to kind of like, I don't know, fully stick it to Max Shrek, but somehow he lived. Butterfingers. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like he probably should have died in that first scene when he's like, Dad, save yourself. And then like I feel like one of the clowns probably should have shot him. But yeah. Somehow that didn't happen. Um, my number six is Alfred. Oh, wait, did you do number seven? Did yeah. you, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. Mostly the monkey. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Monkey. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, my number six is Alfred. Uh, I just, uh, I, he's not my favorite Alfred, but he, um, he like does everything. I just, <laughs> I was just, my mind was boggled by how much he like had on his plate. So I felt like he at least deserved to be somewhere on the list. Hmm. My number six is the mayor. Um, it's only because like the ice princess and, and chip are so wretched to me. And like, he has slightly more dialogue than lady of the monkey and the organ grinder. But like Michael Murphy here is like mostly like Robert Altman movies. Like it's, it's not gelling. It's it's weird. He's not Richard Alpower from Lost, you know, as the mayor of mm-hmm. Gotham. I don't know if we ever get his name. Not that it matters. Well, you know, we, we haven't mentioned yet, but apparently originally in the script, all the Max Shrek stuff was supposed to be 
Billy D. Williams as uh, Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. Yeah. Which is really weird to think about that. Like the movie would have been about him becoming two face. Hmm. When we get to it, like whoever, whenever we get to the first person who does the penguin, like we should really talk about the people they wanted to cast. I already, in this role. I already did the penguin. Yeah. Uh, James already did the penguin. <laughs> oh, did you? I'm sorry. When Raquel or I, okay. Cause whatever. Well, uh, cause it, cause it was number 10 list. for him. Yeah. And my number six had the organ grinder. Wow. Take that information as you will. <laughs> really will fuck in front of him. It's like, I'm taking it as you want to fuck in front of him. That's my. I, is it too late for me to get you like a cardboard cutout of Vincent Schiavelli for Christmas? Probably, yeah. I don't think they make your those. Yeah. Oh, I'll make it. I was like, you can get anything on the internet. Yeah, well, come through for me. Um, My number five, right? Yes, please. Yep. Uh, my number five is Batman. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm interested in your top four. Yeah, I just didn't. I mean, he like Batman does not show up until like 33 minutes into the movie. Like Bruce Wayne shows up a little bit before that, but um, and he has like I don't know, like a handful of lines as Batman, and none of them are all that great. And he just seems kind of I don't know, just he seems really worthless in a lot of key scenes, like when yeah. the ice princess falls off the roof and things like that. So yeah. he it, this was not his like this is a Batman movie, but this was not Batman's movie. Which is weird because I remember when the Nolan movies came out, we treated it like mm-hmm. such a like a weird object. Oh my god, Batman's only in like eighteen minutes of these movies, whereas here Batman's in like seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really. um my number five is alfred i feel like uh i don't know how the actor pronounces his name it's like michael go or michael goff um i feel like his alfred is probably like really fucking sassy if you get like a brandy in him or something like i bet he can spill some fucking tea i would love to see him get at one of his like saucy butler's night off like other butlers playing poker talking about the fucking weirdo rich people of gotham um i want to know what that dirty limerick that came to mind when he was talking to Selena Kyle, like this dude is saying some fucking weirdo shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Again, not my favorite Alfred, but like, I kind of like this guy. He's so charming and interesting and wasted. Like so many people are wasted in this movie. James. Uh, I had the animatronic penguin henchman at number five. <laughs> Fair. I like them. They are adorbs. They are adorbs. Yeah. Okay, I feel like Raquel's going to have that too because I'm very curious about your top four now. I I don't. Um, my number four is uh, is Max Shrek. I just. Okay. Well, I just I think that he. Um, I don't know. Like I mean, I I wanted to punch him in the face the whole movie, and again, I like had childhood PTSD and blocked out his entire character. <laughs> but in this rewatch, um, I don't know that he. He just he he took up the entire screen when he was on the screen. You know, like I, I really felt like he owned all of his scenes. So yeah, and talk about power rankings. He definitely he was above Batman. Like I I wanted more scenes with him than I did with Batman at at, at a certain point. Mm-hmm. It would have been so interesting if we had all done like uh, lie detector tests, like recapping this movie and its elements before we went back and watched it for the podcast. They'd be like, oh, who, who or what is in this movie? Or what is, what is it about? What are the themes? And like, you would have just like completely skipped over like Max Shrek. <laughs> yeah, no, like I genuinely, like he showed up on screen and I was like, what's happening? 
am I watching the right movie? Like, so Selena Kyle was talking to absolutely no one at all. She slips out of a window. <laughs> all right, what's your number four, remember. Marco? Uh, my number four is Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Um, I, I, you know, I want to make Bruce Wayne slightly higher than Batman in this because I've always appreciated Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. He's so. It's not like fully a mask or an attitude or a thing he's putting on like the Christian Bale one is. And I think Christian Bale does a really I don't think about it, but like he does a really interesting psychologically of like them being one person. Um where like I think this is like genuine Bruce Wayne. He's just this weird absent-minded guy who also occasionally puts on fetish gear and beats up criminals for a good time. Whereas like Christian Bale is fascinating because he's just like, hey, I'm gonna take these models and go splashy splash in, in this restaurant I just bought. That's what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, so it's it's such a weird Bruce Wayne slash Batman movie. For a Batman Returns of the title. Doesn't return too much, yeah. Yeah, I had, no. a, I had Alfred number four. He's fine. I don't know. I, I rated him above the, the rest of the cast so far. But I don't know. It's It's weird how little there are of so many characters in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have the penguin at number three. Mm. Just, I mean, I think we've said he's disgusting. He's horny. He's a lot of things, but he, I mean, he's definitely one of the main characters of the movie. So there's really not a whole lot of getting around that. He's like, hi, I'm Mr. 2018. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He's gross, but anyways, he's my number three. Yes. I also have the penguin. Um, Holy fucking shit. The list of like the short list for this move for this part. Are Dustin Hoffman, Marlon Brando, John Candy, Bob Hoskins, Dean Martin, Dean Martin, Dudley Moore, Alan Rickman, mm-hmm. John mm-hmm. Goodman, Phil Collins, Charles Grodin, Christopher Lee, Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta, Gabriel Byrne, and Christopher Lloyd. This is this is Hollywood. This is all of the yeah. oh, yeah, male we, actors in Hollywood. We haven't really time. mentioned that apparently they're obsessed with doing some sort of like weird like man penguin like mutant hybrid thing. For the look, like they didn't want it, like because the penguin is just like a mobster, really. In, yeah. In the Batman thing, he's and like he like he wears boss. a tuxedo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like a he's like he's got basically the physique of Perot, and he maybe mm. runs a nightclub in the comic yeah. books. And I think in the like that's canon now in the comics that he actually was in a sexual relationship with a penguin. No Ew. jokes. I that somewhere. All yeah, right. that's enough of that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I had uh, Bruce Wayne slash Batman at number three. It's weird how absent he is for most of the movie. I mean, I think that's definitely more of a Bruce Wayne ranking. Like him and Selena Kyle scenes are a lot of fun. His Batman stuff is so perfunctory almost. It's almost like the movie is kind of like bored of the Batman character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess I kind of cheated. I did Bruce Wayne at okay. number two because I like fully separated yeah. him and Batman as characters. And, um, and, you know, I just I didn't think that he, I, Batman did not earn like the number two <laughs> spot at all. That's true. But, um, yeah. but Bruce Wayne kind of did at least. So. Bruce Wayne kind of returns. Um, yeah. <laughs> my number two is Christopher Walken. Like he is just Christopher Walken. Not a he character. is so fucking weird in this movie. This is the most Christopher Walken movie of all fucking time. I, this is my first exposure to him. So think about that. Everything else was like after this. I was like, wow, this weirdo guy is like 
Like he doesn't seem human to me. He doesn't seem like a real being. I guess his hair will never seem real. His face doesn't seem like real. Um, he's great. He has so much weird style and panache. And he so doesn't give a fuck about any of it. Um, just that scene where he pushes her out of the window. He is so malicious and charming at the same time. Like, huh? Huh? You know, um, his fucking stuffed dog is named Geraldo. I, I, I love him. He is so dynamic and bizarre. And he's my number two. James? Uh, yeah, I had Max Shrek at number two. Um, I just, I find him so much more compelling of a villain character than the Penguin. And I mean, this movie's kind of overstuffed with villains any, anyway. Like, I feel like you definitely could have lost one of them. And, and you know, obviously Max Shrek is just, I don't know, he's more interesting. Like the idea of him being an evil businessman, like partnering with the underworld to, you know, arrange his position to power. That to me is more interesting than anything going on with the penguin. He seems like more fitting of Gotham city than Bruce Wayne is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I think he's kind of like a a mirror, you know, you know, kind of contrast of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I think after you and I went to Chicago, James used the the expression "the right kind of corruption" got things done in Gotham or in Chicago. Chicago is I such like- a weird city. Have you ever gone, Raquel? Yes, I have. Did yeah. it did it strike you as weird that like everything is labeled with the mayor's name there? You know, I don't think I. It's been a while. I I have I haven't been since college, okay. but I don't think I noticed that. But it's. I don't I've n I haven't been to very many cities where like like at, at least at that point where the um like the the good areas were like so clearly the good areas. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean like it was like and then you like turned the wrong corner and you were like, oh, we are in a diff like we are in a war zone. And that was just um that was the biggest thing that struck me about Chicago. Yeah. Chicago I mean, and Seattle are cities where it's like take a tour where they give you the history and it is just like any, any, anytime the city jumped forward and made positive change is because they, they went across the tracks and yeah. let the organized crime, like take the reins. I, I just remember driving into Chicago. We were only there for like a day, but like just driving in on the freeway, there's like a big science, like welcome to Chicago. And then underneath mayor Rahm Emanuel. And it was like, what? Like everywhere it went, it was just like presented by the mayor, and it was it was really bizarre to me. I'd never seen that in AC before. Yeah, um, I think it's safe to say that like twenty miles away from our number twos is our number one, right? Like, oh for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we all have the same number one. <laughs> oh yeah, she owns the movie. Yeah, yeah. Catwoman slash Selena Kyle. Ah, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Slash Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, it's it's funny because this isn't really like what you'd call like an accurate portrayal of Catwoman, you know, like comic book wise. You could probably argue that like the uh, the and what's her face, uh, Anne Hathaway one is I don't know more Catwomany than this one, but like this one is so iconic. It doesn't matter. It's like who cares that like her origin story isn't the same. It's just it kind of seared in your mind. Like she she owns the role. I mean, I think in that's like what. Burton was going like if you like in the credits it's like based on characters found mm-hmm. in yeah. the DC comics like it's not like based on you know where like Marvel will take a specific like series of graphic novels and and try and, and shittily adapt them to movies um but like this was just like hey we've heard of these characters before in Batman movies now we're going to do whatever the fuck we want with them <laughs> yeah, pretty and, much mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, again, Bob Kane, the guy who created Batman is a fucking crook anyway. Like, uh, but it's so fascinating that Tim Burton created this Michelle Pfeiffer role 
like when you look at you know for some reason i don't know why james and i both know like the girlfriends that tim burton has had over the years but like i would not have expected this to be the kind of character he creates honestly because like it's like this this blonde curly-haired vixen with her amazing raccoon eyes and her fuck lasers um and she just fucking devours every scene I, I'm, I'm almost I, speechless how I good she is. I think the word you're looking for is meow. <laughs> Indeed. Well said. It just, well, and like, you know, you look at the, uh, the Halle Berry, you know, like information oh, and, and you're just like, seriously, like we had the, you know, like I'll, I'll do reference to Halle Berry, but like, no, no, that was not, it wasn't a good. Did you um, watch that? Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Does she fight with like uh, Sharon Stone at the end? Like, what's going on there? She's what's the, the plot villain? Of that movie? I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I saw it. What you know, we don't have a lot of female uh, led movies, so we gotta watch the ones <laughs> that we get. And true, uh, true. and um, but I, yeah, I think the Sharon Stone's a villain in that movie. And um, okay, but it was not good. It, I I remember watching it once and being like, "This is garbage," and I don't ever want to watch it again. So that's fair. All right. Well, that was Batman Returns. Uh, would you guys recommend this movie? Yes. 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 But only I'd say so, yeah. you're of a certain age. <laughs> I mean, I think it's yeah. a very different movie to children than it is to adults, for sure. Seriously. I wish that there was like a feature on a DVD that was just like <laughs> only the Michelle Pfeiffer scenes. <laughs> yeah. And here's a filter. I'd um, put the DVD out. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I would encourage anyone that that like watched this uh, similar to how the three of us had like not seen it in you know twenty years um, to to go back because it's just it's just way crazier than I remember. I I remember this being very much in the vein of all the other Batman movies of the like late eighties, early nineties, mm-hmm. and this one is absolutely batshit. I mean, Batman and Robin was batshit in a different way, but this is just like mm-hmm. you know a a kinky psychodrama. It's yes. definitely Tim Burton's doing what he wants in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that they, I, you know, in the trivia I was reading that they were like, yeah, we gave him a lot of license because mm-hmm. we just wanted him to come back. And I, I don't think they got what they were, they were paying for, but uh yeah, blank check is what <laughs> he had here. I mean, this is like both the high point and the low point of his career. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was Batman Returns. Thank you so much for joining us, Raquel. Uh, Where can he find you online? Uh, Just uh, on Twitter at Raquel Henson. And uh, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not, I don't have my own thing going on right Mm -hmm. now, but I love talking to people on Twitter. So cool. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to this, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus and all that. And uh, New Year. Yeah. We'll see you in the new year. With Hudson Hawk. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.